Hi, I'm Brian Savalillo, and you're tuned in to the Encouragers Podcast. We're having our first round. This is the first round. Cheers. Cheers, guys. First round in, uh, together. Encouragers going well at Casa de Encouragers. Good, 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 good. First of many. There you go. Yes. This is actually the first mm-hmm. podcast we're in session right like live together yeah, together <laughs> instead of zoom <laughs> instead of zoom over a bowl of kava as it should be so this is episode 31 cheers everybody cheers i'll, cheers, I'll wait till you guys get your oh, party foul already drank like it's all right James. <laughs> double, 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 double. where's your cup is that your blue one thank you i'll get that one so this is the very first uh, actual physical podcast we've ever done, and um, my name is Notice, and that is Jake. We lost the camera. Is it still going? Oh yeah, no, it's it the other way. Yeah, we're good. Setting to the bloopers. Can we put on this side. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got on this side, so that's a blooper. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. We're here for a special purpose. Domo over here just had his, um, what is it, grand, grand opening. opening? Grand opening for your card shop. Yes, sir. And it was last week. It was. And now we're here celebrating it this week with you. Thank you guys for coming. Oh yeah, thanks for having us, man. We're in beautiful Arlington, Texas, Lone Star State, and um, I've noticed skins. I'll just get let everyone go around and introduce themselves. Jake, Jake, tell tell us where you're from too. So who you are and where you're from. So Jake, and uh, just visiting from North Carolina. Excuse me, I'm stuffed up a little bit, so got a little uh, head cold, but uh, glad to be here celebrating. You know, one of our good friends, seeing him come up and having the success of opening the store. We're just, you know, real happy and excited to be here and celebrate with you, Toma. Congrats, man. Congrats, bro. And just to add on to that, I'm Brian. Um, just like Jake said, we're here to support our big bro. Um, what a great opportunity it is for us to be able to bring our family out as well. So I was able to bring my wife and my children out and, um, you know, they got some great cards as well. And I think they opened up the Pokemon packs. Yeah, they did. Which come out from, Brian? We're from Vegas. Las nice. Vegas, actually Henderson, so right outside of Las Vegas. Right on, man. And like I said, Tom is my brother-in-law. Just came out to support, and um, that's it. Yeah, not only that, but we have a special guest. So Brian is our special <laughs> guest today. He has a couple of specialty, like uh, like you're you're into stocks and different avenues of income, right? We, we want to talk about that. No so problem. let's hit that if we can tonight on this podcast. And then Toma, of course. Toma from Arlington. Um, Appreciate the encouragers coming out, doing an on-site podcast. Grateful for you guys and all my family and friends. And what is the name of your card shop that you open? The Card House in Arlington, Texas. Come ooh, check ooh. us out. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Off the hook. A un- very unique card house, uh, mm-hmm. card collection shop. So my name's Tech. I'm from uh, Salt Lake. Just came out here to support the brother. And yeah, 
How about them Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just got done watching the freaking what an epic uh, wow. what a game. What an amazing game. Wow. This, weekend, wow. this whole entire weekend was crazy, man. So you're happy you're joining us now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, man, that, that was a crazy game. Also, the game before that when uh, TB12 lost, T Tampa Bay against who was it playing? The Rams. The Rams. Rams. But man, shout out been... NFC West though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to all these teams. Oh man, making it competitive. It was definitely a fun, fun couple days of watching games. A lot of close games. You know that makes it. Makes it so much more fun when in you know when it's a close game at the end, you know we're all at the edge of our seats. Yeah. It was especially oh, to see the field goal. Especially to see the new faces to yeah. the stage, like Josh Josh Allen, and um, that was pretty awesome to see that man. Yeah, still a lot of young quarterbacks in the AFC. And there's it's Joe Burrow. Burrow, he'll be up next week against Patrick Mahomes. What do you think that does for his uh, his value? Oh, for like his cards to the moon, baby. To the moon. <laughs> he was he was uh, super low when he got injured, so a lot of people were stockpiling yeah. uh, Burrow, and now they're just. We sold uh, I sold a Joe Burrow earlier this week, and it was like X ten, I would say, X ten. So I'm happy, but uh, yeah, it's good to see all these new quarterbacks. AFC looks deep. Yeah. AFC young quarterbacks, Herbert, Burrow, J.A., all those guys, man. man that's crazy, man. That's for, crazy. The, for those of us non-card collectors, what does X10 mean? Uh, Ten times your initial investment. Ooh. To the moon, baby. To the moon. So if we were to convert that to, like, you know, your language. Crypto, man. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get in the, Brian, how did you get into, like, the what you're doing right now for... For crypto? Yeah, for crypto and stuff. Man, honestly, I, I, I'm i always looking for ways to make money, right? Mm -hmm. I think as a Polynesian growing up here in the States, and that's one of the things that uh, my parents didn't teach us, mm -hmm. didn't teach me, right? It's how to be financially savvy. So for me, I'm always trying to find avenues to make money. I'm a big stock guy, got into options, and then kind of the segue into crypto, right? So with crypto, it's just another way to make money. I started off buying, uh, like everybody else, I started buying Bitcoin. But then I realized I don't have enough money to buy Bitcoin because I'm buying like a very small fraction, like 100, 200 bucks mm -hmm. at a time. It yeah. makes no dent. Um, and so I started buying Ethereum, but then it kind of led into other crypto. Uh, I started buying some um, smaller coins. I don't, they call it crap coins, but I got into one, it was called Safe Moon. That one hundred x me, and that's like the only one wow. x to the moon. What? Yeah, so hundred x me, but that's like the only one that I've ever hit. <laughs> so after I hit that one, I'm I'm constantly chasing now. So yeah, it feels like uh, I need to get into something else. And cards might be the next big thing for me. I know you had a huge pull this over the, over the weekend. Yeah, huge. And we we posted it up on our Instagram story. Hmm. One of the, your pull that you had. But man, geez, so you guys just came out to support too? Just came out to support the big bro. Um, like I said, what an amazing opportunity, man. It was, it was great, especially to see, I mean, not only my, my brother-in-law do so well, but to see Polynesians, you know, coming up. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, same, man. 
What was it like uh, opening up a, your very first home card shop? Though? Let's talk about that. Though. Man, we ran into so many, like, when I say we, it was me and a business partner. Uh, but I'm grateful for my business partner because he allows me to do anything and everything. So, but we ran into a lot of um, um, speed bumps along the way. And it felt like it was never going to happen. But now that it's happened 10 months later, <laughs> well, Nine months later, um, man, it's exciting. Like, I used to say, you know, I love going to work because I used to work sales. You know, I love them. But, man, I honestly love what I do. Like, I can go. I, I get up with no issues. Like, just to play with cards, like cardboard with pictures of athletes on it. It just blows my mind every day. Thoma, we had a conversation in the car going over your spot just a few minutes ago. Yeah. How important it is. Because, you know, I think for a lot of us, we're trying to figure it out, but how important it is to have a mentor that really yeah. cares about you and will invest in you and then wants you to win like they won themselves, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that and how, you know, how, how that's happening to you? Yeah. Um, it took a while for me to find out my worth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some people, they just don't think they're good at anything or I was like, 35, I, I even texted Brian, like me and Brian are really close. I texted him, I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm almost 40, I don't have a house. Like, where do you, where, where do I measure, what's success to me, you know? Success to me before this opportunity was um, having a house. Mm, yeah. That doesn't say a lot, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what I always held so high, like, oh, I don't have a house, I've been married for X amount of years or whatever. But success to me is like a lot different. Like, I'd rather have fun, like having fun and being able to take care of your family and just having a roof over the head, that's success to me. So I guess everybody's definition of success is different, but know your worth, that's very important. Because I used to be like, I'm lucky to have a business partner, I'm lucky to have a business partner, I'm lucky to have a business partner, but like my brother-in-law, my wife, they've, they've always like grounded me saying, you know, he sees he sees the value in you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just don't see the value. You guys are helping each other. He's always treating me like an equal. And I always include him in everything because we, we just do everything together. It's wild. But um, know your worth. You know, whether it takes you a couple of years to find it, but you have worth to you. No matter what you do, just know your worth and don't measure your success to anyone else's success. I think that was my biggest issue too. So find your success, mm -hmm. embrace it, and just like, you're valuable in your own way. You know what I mean? Whatever you bring to the table, just know that's very valuable for sure. So that's good question, Jake. Like I, I, I had to, it took me a while to realize that, but I realize that now, like my worth. You know what I mean? Heck yeah, you bring a lot of value to the game, especially uh, to your business partner you went in with. You know, yeah. To... I think what's impressive too is, right, you found yourself a niche. Like for me, honestly, mm. when you told me you're doing cards, bro, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, that's cool, you know? But like, what are you doing work. as your real job? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, when we came down there to Texas to, to see you guys and just to see how, I guess, all in you were, man, I was like, dude, that's awesome, man. Good for you. You go. You keep doing what you're doing because we saw in that little small room what you're able to oh, accomplish, yeah, yeah. bro. That's pretty tight, bro. But I think at the same time, knowing that, you, like you said, knowing your worth. Knowing that you can do it, and yeah. then having somebody else there to back you up, oh, yeah. that's And speaking to the value that you know, now you're thinking ahead with multiple moves, 
and you know what's the next business I can do? What's the next side hustle? What's the next thing? So you know, for the people out there that might be thinking kind of the same way, where you're like, well, it's you know, it's just cards. It's not just cards. You know, this yeah. is a big booming industry. You look at like Gary V. You guys probably know more about him, but that's how he got his in, right? You know, or one of his ins and one of his side hustles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it a lot, like, uh, and I don't expect people to to be like, oh, cool. You know, they tell me, you know, am I able to take care of my family? Man, I would never put my family in that position. Like, if it didn't make sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, I get it. It's you just don't know any better. It's fear of the unknown or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, like my brother-in-law said, it's a niche. Everybody has. You know, once you find that niche, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Like, you know, I wasn't gonna let it affect me because I was gonna do it. You know what I mean? And the shop was just like progression. Like I was doing breaking. eBay is like my bread and butter, but. It was breaking, and it was just like, this can't be it. Like, I got to progress. Mm. And cards, the card shops are like a thing in the past, bro. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, they were a dime a dozen, but now it's like mm. few and far between, you know? So we wanted to, to hopefully, like, bring it back, which was cool. It's back, and it's big now, too. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It was fun. It was fun to see. Like, I had a bunch of family members in town. Fun to see them, like, at my craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, they were like, they didn't really know. They knew I made money from sports cars. They didn't really know how I did it. So I was able to, they were able to rip. And it's just fun. Like even my sister-in-law like was like, <clears throat> I had no idea about this, but just opening the packet, like not knowing what was in it, it <laughs> was fun. Like it was a blast, you know what I mean? And that, and it, it just kind of renews my passion when I see people opening and they're just like, let's go. Like when we did the opening, we were giving everybody high fives, you know? few years back when Tech and Notice came to San Antonio, me and Tech were hugging for a long time and jumping around. <laughs> so it's fun, man. It's fun. I'd love to, I'm all about sharing the hobby. So if you'd like to know more, man, reach out via IG, the Encouragers IG, whatever the case may be, man, I'm more than willing to help. I'm an open book for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. It kind of explained the process you did. Whose phone is that, Kim? Is that your I phone? phone? You just silence it real quick. But what was the design process like from actually procuring the place to designing the inside of the... What was all that like? Was it some headaches, some it trials was, and stuff? Yep. It was like uh, we went through like five different de design plans, but we had one thing in mind. We wanted people to feel comfortable. Like where... And our goal was like to never make anybody feel like they had to buy something. Um, but they could come hang out, just talk sports, talk cards play video games or whatever the case may be. Like we wanted people, uh, most card shops you go to, you feel like you just need to buy something. They have uh, glass displays where you can't actually put your card boxes on there. They don't want you leaning on it. Um, but we wanted like a bar, like almost like a bar, right? Hmm. So you can come hang out, um, put your cards up top and, and stuff like that. But we went through like five different ideas, but the bar, and making everybody comfortable. It's just a place where you can come chill. What is the one that, you know, is the thing that we were after, like 100%. That's what's up. So you, you don't have to buy cards when you come in, right? Yeah, you got a couch and like this, yeah, you got a PlayStation. You know. Yeah, it's all just chilling. And, I, and some of my regulars know that, man. I, I tell them all the time, like I'm up front with them. I'm saying, hey man, don't, don't feel like you have to buy something. If you just, if you're on your lunch break, you just wanna shoot the shit about sports, I'm down. You know what I mean? So, 
But it's fun, man. I met a lot of cool people in the in the. We've been open for about two months, man. So much fun, man. So much fun. That's what's up. Congrats yeah, again, man. Congrats again, bro. Thank you, thank you, fellas. That was dope when we walked in. I got a video of us walking in from the parking lot and seeing everything. I was here in August when I came down for training. Yeah. And I seen the the transformation of it, man. All the accent lighting that you have in there, the color of the wood, the paint, you know, everything goes down. Every, there's every detail in the in your uh, in your shop. Thanks, man. So we're here. Yep, this is the very first in live podcast, and we're. This is kind of if you kind of think about it, this is kind of like how we all kind of met each other. Well, me and Tech grew up together in Reno, but then everyone else we kind of just met around the bowl. So. For real, <laughs> yep, all through the bowl. Like, and then we know, like, just will be. You know, you guys just we were just talking about one of the homies that lived in Vegas before. Yeah, and we it all came down to knowing him, you know, because of the bowl. So, oh, I they'll put flavor in this thing. Mm -hmm. Man. But it's good to see another brother, man. Someone that we know and work with, be successful, like come up and actually pursue their dreams. Because it takes, man, it's, it's a lot of fear that goes into doing something like that, right? Oh, bro. Like, I can't, I mean, I feel like I'm talking too much, but I gotta say it. Like, I quit my job six months before my wife even found out. <laughs> like, oh, the only thing that's going through my head is like, should I figure out like where I'm gonna move to when she divorces me or like what's gonna happen? But it, it worked. Like I think if you put yourself in that position where you're uncomfortable, you're against the wall, like and just bet on yourself is what I'm saying. Yeah. Bet on yourself. No uh, option but to win. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> bet, bet on yourself hundred percent. Like I was so scared, I was scared myself into making it work. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Right? It's like that one quote that says, uh, don't have a plan B. Yeah, I know, right? Because if you have a plan B, then you always have something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. If you just have a plan A, that's the only plan that's going to work. That's the only plan that's going to happen. 100%. But to go back to your work, I think one thing that I've noticed, because uh, the first time I came to the card show in San Antonio, we had a table over there selling cards. But everybody that had questions about cards came to our table asking Thoma about the cards and the work and the centering, how it will grade and everything. So when, but when I seen that, I was like, dude, this guy knows his stuff. Because <laughs> everybody just came, they, they would go to a different table, look at the cards, and they would bring the cards to him and say, hey, how does this look? What, <laughs> what, what do you think this runs on eBay? Uh, it's about an eight, probably about 6K. <laughs> Dang, like that? Yeah, you know, they'd come to him for advice. And this was at a show, you know? So there's like 40 tables there. And everybody yeah. that had questions, he was the one to go to. That's when he started calling me Card Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Card Yoda. <laughs> it's fun though, man. Like, but it, it's, a, it's a small community, like the card community. Mm -hmm. Everybody helps everybody. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. How did you get started? Like, how did it all begin? I used you? to collect when I was younger. Like, my brothers, my younger brothers can tell you, bro. I used to, like, steal their games, go sell them to, like, Bookman's, you know, you know Bookman's library and stuff, bookstore, and go buy cards with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I stopped. And then my son got me back into it, like, three years ago, man. 
But uh, Pokemon Pack. This goes back. I was on the podcast before. I was even part of the Encouragers. Like, we bought a pack of Pokemons for five bucks. I sold them on eBay for sixty. Took that 50 by, 55 bucks. Went back to Double Tree. We hit four more of the same card we sold for sixty. So I'm already like at two forty from five bucks. And then I learned about grading. I X would all four of those cards. You know what I mean? Almost it was four K. And I was like, what just happened? Like in a matter of months. It was wild. All because of my son. So that's, when he comes in the shop, bro, I, I always keep that in the back of my head. I'm like, man, it's because of him. Like, it truly is because of my son. Like, he, I allow him to open anything and everything. I should have, but I'm just like, dude, as much <laughs> as yours, this is in his mind. It's mine, you know what I mean? So. Your son's got my son's hacked, man. Oh, bro, your yeah. sons are another story, it's, bro. It's amazing. They came back. Like I said, we came last year to come out and I got to spend some time with Dawn and to see like the, I guess the reaction my sons had for how cool they thought their Uncle Thongo was because he was opening cards and, oh, and making money off of it and, and doing, you know, doing like a little kid, what a little kid would want to do is like yeah, yeah. cards all day and stuff like that, right? So I'm like, my sons came back just rejuvenated. They wanted to go buy Pokemon cards. They wanted to do all <laughs> these different things, bro. But I think like you were talking about Uncle Thongo, right? I think knowing that he is so into it as well, that's got to be, like for you as a father, that's got to be um, like a plus. Oh yeah, bro. Us, man. Cherry on top. And even Nina knew, my niece, Brian's daughter, when I started doing um, eBay, we started being successful. He, him and his family started doing eBay a little bit and his daughter had some sales and stuff like that. I was pumped for them too. Like they went to Doubletree, spent $2 on a pack. She had like a $10, $15 card. Which is not that much profit, but you got to think on a bigger scale. What if it was a hundred cards at fifteen bucks? It's fifteen hundred bucks, like, wow. yeah, you know what I mean. So it's still like, like I was saying before, anything to bring in revenue, right? Oh yeah, different revenues uh, or different uh, avenues of of bringing in you know money. I'm like, I love that, right? Most Especially streams of income. Most streams that jeez, I can't. Right, and if you convert that to like stocks or like even if you think big like real estate, you're not ten xing your money. You're not. 20x in your money that way which is what you're doing yeah. with, with pokemon so it's like unheard of you know ways to yeah. to increase your income even though it starts small but that can multiply you know it's that's a, the way i always thought about it like i was like because on my ebay like the boy you know everybody knows that's in our group chat like i try to hit there's like different thresholds i try to hit and i celebrate my wins like 50k 90 day total like i get hyped and i come in there and the boys are like you got to hit 65. And then I hit 63 that one yeah. month. And I'm like, geez, like, <laughs> it can it can keep going. You know what I mean? Like, shout out eBay, though, too. It's not a paid promotion, but, you know. <laughs> Makes it possible yeah, it to does. move the cards, right? It does, man. It's wild. But now I want to, I feel like I have all my, um, my eggs in one basket. So I want to expand and, like, like Brian was talking about, like different avenues, multiple streams of income. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Like, you know, find something that someone else is not doing or find something that someone else is doing and just tweak it just a little bit, you know? Yeah, I that's see the next that. step. I know it takes, and I'm just a uh, overlying um, condition of fear, overcoming that. Yeah, that's the biggest step ever, man. If you can master that fear that you have, I don't think anything is going to stop you, bro. So this is just the beginning, right? <laughs> It really is, bro. Like, when we opened the, the week of Thanksgiving, like, we, we've already been paying work, uh, 
paying for the spot for four months. We haven't even paid ourselves. Dang. Like I was already at the point where I was like, dude, is this going to work? Like, are we really going to open? But the day that it, we finished and we were going to open the next day, man, I, I got in the car. My wife's like, it's just starting. And here I am thinking in my head, like, damn, we're finally finished. Like with setting everything up, but tomorrow's the, the starts the journey. So I was like, mm. just realizing like, what you may think is the end is really the beginning of your journey. You know what I mean? Like another journey. So that's true. But man, we, you were in San Antonio for how long before you made this jump? Uh, three years. Jeez. Three years. So out of a mobile home, man, just breaking car. Like, yeah. If my neighbors would would have known how much inventory I had in the house <laughs> in the in the mobile home, bro, it's just ridiculous, man. But it's fine. I wouldn't. I want to change it for the trade it for the world. Yeah, but that's where I found my gold style. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. No, and the, and the gold mojo was, was alive and well here, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It all started that from, and that was kind of weird. Like, my wife's like, they're just coming to see your brake setup? And I'm like, yeah, yeah they're coming. You know, they fly free, so why not? So we made a weekend out of it. It was just like this, Mike. You know what I mean? We made a weekend out of it. What a great support it was, though, to see everybody. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that came. A lot of family left. But uh, I got text messages saying, man, I'm super hyped for you. I can't wait to go look for cards. <laughs> for real. Especially all the cards that Jake brought from North Carolina. All dude, you from retail. What all the right. hell, dude? And what about that Joe Montana auto? <laughs> wow. That was so, wild, bro. What's your, what was that, Adam? What did you get that in? $30 box? That was the 40, 40 something. Yeah. Joe Montana auto. What wow. kind of boxes were those? Yeah. Well, you remember the name of those? They're just like a uh, little mixed, different. They have like different packs, different yeah. sports. Just a, it's really random. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. There's a generic like tw twenty card set that yeah. comes with it, and then one guaranteed auto or one of one that'll come in those. But they're like forty two bucks or whatever. You'll find them at Target and Walmart's. The Joe Montana was a huge pull because the other two were like bombs. So you know how hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's wild. So, you know, I'll give you five bucks for that drum montage. <laughs> <laughs> we got a picture of it on our Instagram store. I posted it up. I tagged yeah. you on that. But Yeah, it was great. And then your son, do you guys pull a huge freaking card, right? Tell, huge. What yeah. card was that? Don't even have to explain it. So it was a green yeah. shimmer. Uh -huh. um, those of you that follow cards, you know that shimmers only come out of first off the line, which is like the first edition of the release. The general release so this it's open to the public but it's uh, a limited print run that only drops on panini's website panini's the manufacturer once they, they do it about a week before they drop the general release and they give you two exclusives mm -hmm. those boxes those boxes are just i mean Ridiculous. amazing yeah you had a lot of pull, and then not only that, but you had a bunch of silver color cards in there. And the whole, yeah, it was and awesome, then, yeah, tons of rookie. Like everything that we wanted, uh -huh. that was color was a rookie. What we needed. So what you're looking for, just to give you an idea, for those of you that aren't familiar with the card game, you want rookies because the potential behind it, right? You can pull a nice LeBron or Curry or something like that, but you ultimately want, if it's not their rookie year, you ultimately want a rookie, like with a lot of potential. Jeez. So. We, and we, we did just that this weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Between Duda's box, Brian's box. Like, it was a lot of heat. When I was posting on Instagram, bro, everybody was just like, dude, I got to come to the shop, bro. It's on fire. For real. All that fire came from your shop, man. That's wild. 
and everybody pulled gold cards. Gold yeah. cards. Cause they wow. pulled a one that it was out of five, right? Was it gold? Yeah, out of five, green shimmer, and then out of ten, gold. That's right, out of ten, gold. Jeez. And some cards, auto. some rookies don't have uh, base or any variations. They just have the auto, and that's the gold you pull. So just to give me an idea. I think Prism's like a two to three hundred dollar, two hundred, two to three hundred uh, card like a set uh -huh. from one to three hundred, and the rookie that. We were able to pull him twice. One Mojo out of 25, one gold. Um, he only has an auto in the entire checklist. So we were able to pull one of those that was to 10, the gold, and then one of those that was to 25 out of two boxes in the shop, bro. And that, that blew my mind. Wow. It was wild. And it was your son that picked the box, right? One of yes. your son, your younger son? My older son actually picked the box. I think he was going to yep. get the one that was in front. But then he changed his mind last minute and picked the one in the back. <laughs> I was walking to get it. He's like, right. And right when I get there, he's like, no, I'll go back, uh, back middle. Uh -huh. And sure enough, it was wild. Was that your first time ever breaking or like uh, pulling? Yeah, bro. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, bro. That was the wow. first boss mojo? Yeah, bro. Amazing, what the heck? That's your first time? Mojo, and honestly, I don't know if you guys saw me. I was off to the side. Yeah, I was yeah, so yeah. nervous. Three K in a box. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's a three thousand dollar box. I was sitting yeah. over there and just. Not everybody out. starts with that kind of. No, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's I like first box. I made my money back. That's all I wanted. So. <laughs> and I, you should, you, if you guys, my emotions were super high, especially with my cousin the night before, because he was just like, "Let's do it," and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, one of two things is gonna happen. He's gonna pull fire. Or he's not gonna pull a you know a good card and I'm gonna feel bad and probably give him a free box or something else. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man! Like, cause I, I mean, and that's I think that's my biggest issue too. Is like, man, I feel for these people, but it's a game of chance. Like people know that too, you know. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm so hyped that it was family that pulled the fire. You know what I mean? Straight we still up. got three boxes. Shout out! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those three boxes. Those boxes yeah, have man. fire too. Oh, Jeez, you know it's lurking, man. You know, so I was trying to get a special deal for him. Three boxes for $8,600. <laughs> Somebody kept trying to bid him up. Uh, $1 at a time. <clears throat> oh, man, yeah, that's crazy, man. Congrats again on that hit, bro. Oh, all those hits. Sheesh. Man, it was just a good weekend this weekend. Yeah. All the way around, man. But it was so crazy because we all got sick before, like, the week of trying yeah. to come out here. We were all getting colds and... Omicron and no, not Omicron, but there just colds. Man, like I came here. Marion, Marion. Right, it was like there was forces out there trying to keep us from making yeah, this happen. Yeah, bro. Like they didn't want us to be great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and we turned it around. You know what I'm saying? Um, my flight got delayed. Oh, On the way out here. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the protocol. Shout out to the protocol by Dr. Peter McCullough. Helping us get shout out, out Joe Rowe. Appreciate you, Joe Rowe. <laughs> Joe Rowe's podcast. Yeah, my guy. Uh, yeah, that was crazy, man. Yeah, a lot of good football this weekend, too. Wow. A lot of good company. This yeah. was just a great weekend, man. We ate good. We Everybody we mixed. We, I made it to church. Shout out my wife. 
There you go. Because if I didn't go to church, we probably wouldn't be mixing right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, just to give you uh, a play on that, like, yeah. the wives had a good time, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had their own little clique. Uh, to give you some background, it was going to be a boys weekend. Um, we got an Airbnb. But then it just, everybody was like, you know, wives. And my wife was here, of course. She would have been bored. So it worked out. Um, my brothers brought their wives. Moa brought your wife. Mm -hmm. Brian. You know, so it worked out. They had their own little clique. But it was a good weekend overall. Yeah. Speaking to that, I've never seen a group of people so excited to do karaoke. And so into it, they were in there so loud you could hear from the neighbors. Me and house. Ryan are used to that, bro. Yeah, been around it's, a, it's every day, bro. It's every day. I've been around Paulies before, but they were they took it to another level. Yeah. So they were just having so much fun. It was good to see. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I could, I could hear it from here. I could text my wife. I was like, remember, this isn't our house. We got it says in Airbnb rules. You know, you gotta respect the neighbors. I walked in there and I was like, oh, damn, Whitney Houston is, geez, like a live concert. <laughs> Where are we going to go next? Arizona, right? Is that Arizona. P, we coming for you, bro. P, dude. Yeah, we got to go to Arizona next. So a little background on that. Um, the boys, we planned to go to Reno and uh, Jake Tech made it. Maul was there, obviously, um, but nobody else made it. And then this was kind of our second second uh, encourager's uh, retreat. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we can add some new faces and keep it going. Coach Joe P. Yeah, that'd be nice. Definitely. Ryan now, see? Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man. We need to we need to do that. As like a yearly thing or something. Yeah. You know? Yearly or whatever whenever we can fit it in, I'm down. <clears throat> Hey, not every other month. Or even coming out here to rip more cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we just stopped by the shop. It was wild, man. My heart is full for sure. I was crying like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you crying? I was like, chill out. I'm not crying. I'm crying. Yeah, but man, let's let's get into more like, let's let's have more people come on and, and talk to us about like, you know, starting their businesses like other Polynesian. We got Brian, our special guest tonight. We'd love to pick your, you know, your brains in the stock market and everything. Like kinda because I I'm that's something I'm totally unfamiliar with. And we're we're big, like our whole group, our whole seven of us, we're big on information, like having access to information. Drop it, drop drop the quote, bro. The, the information's the new what is it, the new currency. That's what we believe. <laughs> yeah. Information is the new currency, especially if you apply the information. Like Doma, yeah. for example, his card shop. So, I mean, if we can, you know, we'd love to just... Especially the first yeah. steps. Like, because, again, we talked about that earlier where it's like the, the fear yeah. of the unknown, right? You don't know yeah. what to do. So, walk us through. Like, so, you, you know, you're having success, you know, in the, in the stocks world. How did you get started there? Like, honestly, like, um, like I was saying before, I just needed different ways to make money, right? And I had a good friend at work. Yeah, she used to be a stockbroker before he became um, our branch manager for our mortgage company. So I used to constantly pick his brain. Mm -hmm. So I would see him driving like these beautiful cars, right? Like, how are you driving this stuff? You're just a, uh, you're just a mortgage broker. He's like, oh, well, in my previous life, I used to do this. And so, right, so I just started picking his brain, and he's a big options guy. So if you guys don't know what options are, it's like, uh, it's, it's kind of scary to get into at first, but the same time it's it's uh, very profitable if you can if you can do the right strategies 
we just uh, we just learned a, a new strategy probably about three months ago. Mm-hmm. It's been great, but at the same time, it's it's a little scary because with with the market being so volatile, you can take some big hits. Right. So, but I think initially when you start, kind of like what you're doing, you know, you just go long on stocks, which basically means you just buy a stock that you think is going to go up, like an Apple. You know, you can't go wrong with Apple or like an Amazon or something like that. You just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. But once you start getting into uh, like understanding more about stocks, you realize there's other ways to make, to make money off of stocks. You can short stocks. You think it's going to go down, which kind of like what's happened lately with the, the market. So the market just took a dump. Like just uh, it's down like, I don't know how, how much it's down right now, but it's, it's really red. Right? Yeah. So if you were smart enough to catch that before it started dumping, you could have made a lot of money off of this. Right? So I think knowing that you can make money both ways with the swinging up and down, especially for our Polynesian people, that's what I'm always like looking for is like uh, to share this knowledge with Polynesians, right? Yeah. Because I think as a first I think as a first generation Polynesian here in the United States. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I work I work for a company called D.O. Horton, you know, we're a home builder. The biggest home builder in in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I tell my wife all the time: in the 15 years I've been doing this job, mm-hmm. I can count on one hand how many people, how many Polynesians bought houses. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I'm during not, that 15 years, during that 15 years, wow. Right. So it's kind of eye opening, right? Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? That tells you that our people are just not financially savvy, right? Mm-hmm. They're not financially savvy enough to understand to. To build your credit, or to, I guess, have different revenues of, of uh, of making money, right? Or different avenues of making money. They're kind of just um, they're stuck in the old island mentality where it's like um, they just live day to day as opposed to thinking about the future, right? So I think for me, I've always been one to try to teach my kids to be financially savvy, to know about credit, you know, because they t- they tell you that credit's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, man. You gotta. You gotta know how to use it to your advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on, right? So I think, I think understanding all that, it just it just helps, especially with our Polynesian people. It just helps the next generation push our culture forward, right? Oh yeah. Let's all come up together. Let's all come up together, right? That's that's, that's the thing. And so I think with stocks for me, it was kind of like um, the beginning of everything because I kind of just saw my world open up, you know, because after I bought. After I got into stocks, I bought my first house, and I bought my second house. It's kind of like Ooh, it's, it's kind of like you just um, it's a natural progression. You must level up right there, you know, right? Sheesh. And I think understanding um, understanding that, and I don't want to say they because that's such a a bad connotation, right? Like if other people can do it, our people can do it as well, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I feel 100%. like hundred percent exactly. I, yeah. I feel like um, there's a lot of things that we can do as Polynesians to. We hit the next level, and stocks is one of them, man. Can't be scared. You gotta jump in. You know, get your feet wet. But even if you just start off small, get in, you know, get on these stocks long, and just pick one that you like, and then just start understanding that you can make money also by shorting stocks. Um, you can do options. You can do all these different things with stocks to make money. And then uh, you know, from that, it just kind of like I said, I just went to to crypto. It's kind of like the next progression, and and um, I hit one good one, but after that, it's kind of like it just went right. So I'm like, right now, the crypto market's kind of just like the stock market's down. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find another way to make money. <laughs> and just knowing that, you know, you can do it with cards, I'm like, man, it's like my eyes are open now. And you're a sports fan, like. And I'm a sports fan. You know what I'm saying? Fan. Like, 
What's your team? Give us, give us a little bit about your, your, your sports background, if you don't mind. Well, I'm a big football guy. Yeah. So, and I played, um, I played, first of all, that's where I met my wife. I played at a junior college in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I got, tra- you know, I transferred over to Florida, University of Florida, played there for a few years. And after that. The Gators? The Gators. Oh. Yeah. So I was there for a little bit. Um, my oldest daughter was born on campus. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got smacked in the face with, uh, you know, just not being drafted and, and just kind of, you know, going through that route and went back home, moved back home, stayed with my mom for, you know, a couple months. And um, my wife wanted to spend some time with her family in Hawaii. But then my mom was like, dude, you got you to gotta get back on your feet, you know, do something. Yeah. And so this is actually the first job that I got out of college was to work for this company. She kind of built my way up and, um, you know, now I'm the closing manager. I run Nevada, so from Reno down to Laughlin. Um, basically the escrow manager, but so from the time the house sells to the time it closes, that's all my responsibility. So me and my team, we just make sure that we get all of our closings in, reject our numbers. But um, as far as sports, like I said, I don't really have too much of a sports background after I, after football ended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prior to that, I, I started playing football in high school. And then after that, I played college for four or five years. And then um, I entered the professional market, man. Started working. I had to start working for my, my family, my, my wife, and my children. Right on, right on. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Man. Walk us through like some of the terms that you use like with options and stuff. Walk us through exactly what that entails. Yeah, so options are, you're, you're, you don't own the stock, right? You're just buying the option to either call or put. And what that means is a call, uh, let's say like you own, you wanna buy Apple stock, but you don't wanna have the risk of buying Apple stock because you might, you know, it might plummet or it might right. skyrocket or whatever. So you wanna buy a call. So you can buy one option contract, which is 100 shares of Apple. So let's say you buy, let's say it's trading at 100 bucks, right? You buy a, a call for 110 bucks because you think it's gonna go up, right? So let's say it does go up. It goes up to 120 bucks. So now you have the option to exercise to exercise your call at 110 because it's selling at 120. So you exercise your option from me. You call it from me at 110. So I got to basically go out there and buy it for 120, give it back to you for 110. Mm-hmm. Right? But let's say the, the Apple stock doesn't go to 110. It goes back down to like 90. So you just wasted that, that premium that you paid me to buy that option contract, the call. And I just pocketed it. So options ah. are options are you don't own the actual stock. You just you're buying the right to either call it from somebody or put it to somebody. So if you hear calls and puts, calls you think it's gonna go up, puts gonna go down. down. Okay. But yeah, so options trading. Um, we don't actually buy options. So I'm, I'm I'm a part of this group. What we do is we sell options, right? So we sell like you if you're if you wanted to make money off of Apple, we're actually selling you. We're selling calls at like 120. Right, in that same scenario, because we know it's going to do this, it's going to go like 110, 115, it's going to drop back down. So, we're selling calls and we're actually selling spreads. It's a little bit more technical, but we're selling spreads, um, option call spreads, and pocketing that premium every right now. We're doing every three days because we're doing we're not doing Apple stock, we're actually doing it off of uh, indexes. 
Right, so the index the index that we use is called uh, the RUT. So it's a Russell 2000. Which will be a group of different companies, right? It's an right? index, right? So it's exposed to a bunch of 2,000 of the best companies. So you think about like a, if, for instance, if Apple, they come out with a, a defective chip, their stock's going to plummet. Right. As opposed to an index, since it's a part of an index, if Apple stock plummets in that index, it'll take it down a little bit, but it won't drop, it won't tank the stock, you know what I mean? Right, so we trade indexes because it'll, it'll progress, you know, it, it either goes like this up or it either goes like this down. So it's progressively up or progressively down. Right. But it's not going to just drop. Mm. But at the same time, it's not going to just shoot to the moon because you're trading 2,000 companies. Right. If you have a 401k, it might be kind of similar, right? Very similar. Yep. If you, you know, your company matches your 401k, you're, you know, that stock is typically going to be grouped above many different companies in a, in a similar Correct. fashion, right? Correct. Yeah, so with options trading, we're actually option sellers, right? So we, we're we selling somebody else the right to call or put a stock. But still, at the same time, based off of the data that you see, you know that the stock's going to do this as opposed to do this mm -hmm. or doing this. Ah. And so right now with the stock market tanking, you know, we're, our group is selling calls, which is good for us because we know that's going down. So we're selling calls knowing that it's not going to shoot up through our call. So every, every two or three days, you know, since, so with RUT, the good thing about RUT, it expires three times a week. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So three times a week, you're making money. So on Monday, we sell calls for Wednesday. On Wednesday, we sell calls for Friday. On Friday, we sell calls for Monday. And every week, you know, you're profiting three times a week. And you're profiting um, basically however much, however much somebody else is willing to pay for that call. So can you do this in like a hundred dollar value, like 200, 300, or is this something, you can't do it for like 20 bucks, right? No, you, you need to put a little bit of money in it oh, okay. in order to make some money. Mm -hmm. right? It's easy to make money always. It, exactly. It's principle. Right? Right. It's, it's a risk, you know, because it's, nobody has a crystal ball. So if they tell you they know where the stock's going, they don't, right? right. So we're just playing the averages, just based off the data. Mm -hmm. We know that it's not going to shoot through the moon. We know it's not going to tank. You guys are the house, essentially, though, exactly. right? And the house wins 80-20 in that scenario in the in the, in the Correct. options world, right? And so you just think of yourself as a casino, right? Yeah. You know, I'm from Vegas, right? So Vegas wasn't built on winners. And you think about it, mm. Vegas in the casino, they win a little bit off of everybody. Yeah. And yeah, the one person hits the jackpot, here, here's your five, here's your five thousand bucks, but. I just made twenty thousand dollars in minutes. That's kind of what you're doing in the option game. You may lose one or two, but overall, you're winning about ninety percent of the time. Averages, huh? Mm. So the lesson is be the house. <laughs> so I hear like you know there's some controversy recently seen in the news about stocks and 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 people in our government like the senators and. How they can um, buy stock buy stocks without getting like they can do like insider trading almost and they don't get dinged on the head for it like Nancy Pelosi some reporter asked her the other day um, should do you think you guys should be doing stocks or doing trading and she she like blew the reporter off the thing with them they they are privy to all that information right they're privy to a lot of the insider wow. information where you think about it, if any of us retail investors knew that information and they want to put money on, like for me, I work for DR Horton. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, the fact that I know um, information before it comes out to the public, 
I can't just go out there and bank on it, you know? Mm -hmm. The fact that I know it's gonna go up, yeah. I can't just go out there and just buy a ton of stock knowing that I'm gonna make a lot of money off. That's kind of what they're doing, man. And the fact that they can do that without mm -hmm. getting slapped on the wrist, at least. Just know. giving you an example, not saying that anybody did this, uh, but probably somebody did, but like insider information would be, you know, if you knew that we were gonna lock down and a mask mandate was imminent, and then going and investing in, let, let's say Nancy knew, you know, I'm not saying she did, but let's just say she did know this. Um, and then she went and invested in the companies that made the masks, right? Before uh -huh. the before the American public or the REITs, when we talk about retail investors, that's us, right? So we, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not a broker. You know, we're just investing through, you know, the different avenues that we have. Mm -hmm. But just giving everybody listening an idea of kind of what the insider knowledge would do. So, and you know, she makes, she's worth $200 million, over $200 million, and she makes about 200,000 a year. Now she is 80 years old. She has been in politics forever, but still that's a lot of money. And you know, why people are asking, why we bring her name up too is, you know, she's made millions in the stock market. So people have, of course have questions, right? Yeah, it's not just Democrats, but they're all doing it. All these people are doing right. it. Like I, I heard uh, like a saying that uh, the stock market is the fluctuation of how the rich people feel, like their emotions. Like their emotions. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Emotions. It's yeah. However they feel. However yeah. they feel, right? I don't yeah. know. But that's why you love to see what happened with like AMC and GameStop, right? right. Because you saw the retail investors, the average investors, really do well. You know, where a stock that was like four or five dollars skyrocketed up to uh, what three hundred twenty dollars, yeah, something man. like that. That was wild. So you saw a lot of you know a lot of people, especially through the pandemic, where a lot of people lost jobs and their avenues of income. You know, you had them being able to pay off their houses because they invested in you know in a scenario like that. <clears throat> I think for me, what's what's kind of scary is if you get into that us versus them mentality because you yeah. kind of kind of back yourself in the corner, right? Mm -hmm. As far as um, you're kind of just going with what everybody else is doing, but at the same time, you got to realize that the people that you're messing with, or I don't want to say messing with, but the people that you're going against are some really, really... Um, they know what they're doing, they, right? They know what they're doing, <laughs> but they, have, they got a lot of money behind them. So I think at the same time, as much as I wanted the AMC guys to win, yeah, I bought some AMC stock. I kind of knew that there was, there was a there's going to be an end to it, right? Just because you know, you just, you, I mean, you just got to know who you're messing with, man. These people with all this money and they never lose, right? So it's, it's kind of scary knowing that, but at the same time, I think if you know the game, you kind of prepare yourself mentally for what's to come, right? So I, uh, um, there's an app called Robinhood. Like I got a free, someone shared uh, the app with me and I got a free stock and that person got a free stock. Are those good, like good apps that kind of introduce you into investing? It's funny you bring up Robinhood because Robinhood, um, with that whole AMC thing that was going on, mm -hmm. it was kind of, um, so what everybody is saying is that when the AMC stock was shooting through the moon, it was going up like a hundred bucks, 300 bucks. Robinhood was actually one of the, uh, the brokers that stopped the trading, which kind of, which is illegal if you think about it, right? They just stopped the trading and it, and, and it really crushed. It hurt retail. It hurt retail. It, yeah. it crushed the momentum because as soon as they were able to start trading again, which is like the next trading day, the stock just plummeted. And so it's funny you meant you bring up Robinhood because a lot of the AMC people, they don't like Robinhood at all. Oh. 
because of what they thought they were doing. And come to find out, you know, there's a lot of backstory with, right. you know, with the, the SEC getting involved. The SEC and, getting involved. And Robin Hood not having. So each firm, which you could call Robin Hood a firm, right, mm -hmm. would needs a certain amount of money to be able to pay out their investors, like people that invest in them, right? And when you have a stock that was, you know, getting, you know, the short squeeze on, on that one where we could talk about that maybe a little later too, but, you know, they didn't have enough money in their reserves to cover all the gains that people had, right? Which is why they, they kind of froze that, which is still, to your point too, it hurt a whole lot of people that couldn't sell when they wanted to sell. Yeah, exactly. So, because they didn't expect that much money, but people were, you know, you think about how many times up they were making their money, you know, they never, you know, they, you know, it's very controversial still to, you know, it hurts a lot of people because they probably missed out on quite a bit of money not being able to sell the day before, you know, because of what, you know, went up to, you know, what, AMC went crazy, right? It was up to yeah. almost a thousand bucks, I think. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were, but Golly. it shot up really high. Whatever that it was like it, it was like three or four dollars when it started somewhere around that real low and it went up high same with you know gamestop mm -hmm. mm. but you know a lot of the people are saying the fact that they shut it down the fact that they shut it down the way they did right like you weren't able it was crazy because you weren't able to buy anymore you were only able to sell right so well, what happens you, when you, what happens when you sell it drops the price drops the price and they set a limit on what you could sell too so you couldn't right. even sell all your stock either so right? it's like you couldn't buy anymore because everybody was wanting to buy it because the stock market or the, the price is going up but they they took away the buy button and they only had a sell button so which is what yeah it's kind of it, that's it, wild yeah so robin hood is not a good company to go with no i'm just kidding. i don't say that <laughs> not necessarily not no not necessarily <laughs> i have a bunch of stock like the free stocks i got they they, got they planned poorly for this type of scenario they should have thought through this scenario before mm -hmm. and it goes into like some of the in my opinion it's kind of corrupt how like how some the hedge funds and companies work behind like how the short squeezes work and you know what actually causes that to happen um and why the stock went up so much but you had retail investors you know gather together and share information during early part of the pandemic where they realized that gamestop amc there was a couple others out there were shorted they were short and what shorted means, and maybe you can kind of go into that a little bit too, but it kind of means like, so you had some of these hedge fund companies banking on that the, the price was gonna go down and they were borrowing shares that they don't own, which is this part of the shorted, you know, how shorts work. They borrowed more than actual shares that were out there, right? Yeah, so they borrowed more than the actual fund. Wow. Yeah, so 150%, I believe, on GameStop. That's quick as hell. It's which quick, is, because right? I don't think you're supposed to be able to go over that, but that's where it's it's hard to, I guess, track how all that works. And that's where, you know, all of us retail investors, we expected, like, the SEC to jump in, or somebody that's supposed to be regulated. You know, watching and regulating, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? To protect our interests protect instead of just interests. the hedge fund exactly. companies, right? And that's kind of where we all lost the battle. So for me, mentally, I'm like, okay, so I know... I know the game. Right. So now I know when to jump in and out because I know the SEC is not going to do their job. Right. <laughs> right. So you just got to think ahead that way. So you got to think ahead that way, which right. is kind of backwards, right? But at the same time, I think once you know the game. Know the rules. Once you know the rules, or even, you know, once you know the, the song that's playing, you can, I can dance any song. I just need to know what song's playing, right? Right. 
So just just a simple explainer to people that are just you know first time ever hearing about talk about stocks, which is most of our um, listeners. Shout out to our Australia listeners and those returning hey. from Dubai. <laughs> Did we get our care package? Oh, we'll talk about that a little bit. So just base level entry, like the stocks are things that like a comp like a huge company owns that give to people to buy into their no, company. You're actually buying a piece of a company. Right. What? So right. it's actually a yeah, owning so, a company. Yeah, so they issue out stocks of their company, essentially that's what it is. Right? So there's there's a certain amount of stocks that they issue out to be able to be purchased by retail investors. Um, they do issue out stocks that are owned by company. the company, the employees, the employees and, and such. But you know the stock that you're buying on the stock market—that's that stock that they've issued out for everybody to purchase. So you're buying a piece of company, essentially, if you're buying a, a, a share. Which you can do through like Robinhood or Fidelity, or if you have a certain app through, promotion. yeah, <laughs> through your you know 401k, you can, you might have an account with somebody. I don't, who, who do you use? And, and now that I'm thinking of Robinhood, I want to say something nice about them. So just in case they're watching, I don't want to But I think with Robinhood, what it's done is that it's brought more people into the fold. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's allowed uh, easy access. People, the small people, mm -hmm. essentially, right? You know, because growing up, like, a, like I always say, growing up Polynesian, you don't really know that side. Of, you, don't know, you don't really know that world. Like for me. Yeah, like I didn't know anything about stocks or anything like that. But I think with Robinhood, what it does is it, it, it allows, I mean, it's on your phone, man. You can, yeah. It allows like little people to be able to buy stocks without really knowing what they're doing. But they give same. you the free stocks to play with and try it out and all that stuff, right? Right. Yeah, you share with so many people and you get a free stock. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I got mine. Yeah, yeah. But I think with Robinhood, that's for me, that's one of the best things that they've done is that they opened it up to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, oh, okay. Dang. All right. That's what's up. But to yeah. go big time, you gotta go somewhere else. Probably. Is that right? Not necessarily. I mean, I've got, like, honestly, I've got three accounts. So I've got an E-Trade, and I've got a Schwab, and I've got Tastyworks. So Tastyworks is kind of a new um, broker that I've been using. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it was introduced to me by my brother-in-law, which, you know, which was through this group. But it's, um, I would say Tastyworks is probably it probably rivals Robinhood in my opinion mm -hmm. when you're doing when you're doing options trading because it's so simple. Like it'll break down the trades for you. It'll tell you what your profit your percentage of profitability is on, on options trades. Wow. Like it'll tell you you have a ninety percent chance of winning. I'm like if you tell me I have a ninety percent chance of All winning in. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. really, with uh with Tastyworks, they do a really good job of of um, explaining the different trades, I guess, to people that don't really know too much about trading. Mm, right. but, so yeah, I, I use three different um, platforms right now. But I think my 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 favorite one's probably Tastyworks, but I have the least amount of money in there. Oh, okay. That's the newest one. That's the newest one. Yeah. yeah. So if I, if I wanted to get started today, how much money would I need? The least, yeah, yeah, yeah. the minimum entry level investment. Entry level. A dollar. $2? Word? No, because if he has the question that $20 or $100 won't do it, so I just want to know, like, if I want to jump into, like, what was that trading? I'm sorry. So, option, option trading. Yeah, if you want to do options trading, okay, it takes yeah. a little bit more money because uh, you're, you're, like I said, you're risking a lot more to make a little, right? So, for me, what, what we're doing is we're selling, we're selling calls three times a week, and um, we're doing five-point spread, which basically means... 
you're risking 500 bucks to make whatever the premium is, uh, that somebody's willing to pay you for. So for us, we're doing, I think it's um, probably about 20%. So we can make 100 bucks risking 500 bucks. Right, so essentially, if we lose that trade, we lose four hundred dollars. Does that make sense? We're still up to hundred. Yes. Yeah, because we're still up to hundred. So somebody pays us a hundred bucks up front, you know, because we're selling them a call. Um, but if if come to expiration date, they don't exercise the call, we just pocket it a hundred bucks. Ah. But if they, if the if the stock trades higher than what our call was, then yeah, we lose that four hundred bucks. Lose five hundred, but we 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 profited a hundred bucks at the beginning. So if we're translating that to like casino, because I think a lot of people understand that playing with the house money, right? Are is there a certain percentage? Uh, so it's got to be higher than eighty percent. That's how you go in. Well, you know, you look at your odds, or do you guys, uh, you know, how how do you look at that part of it? So I think really knowing which index you're using. Like for us, we like using the two thousand Russell two thousand right now. We were on the SPX, which is tied to the S&P 500, which is gonna be your 500 biggest companies like the Apples and the Teslas and all those. For us, we found out with the Russell 2000, you're tied to- When you say that, that's just 2,000 companies? Yeah, it's 2,000, so it's an index, right? Mm. Like I was explaining before, an index, (coughs) you're not just trading one company, you're trading multiple companies. That's why you said you're gonna feel that because one company within that 2000 isn't going to affect all it's, it's right. the 1099 i mean of course what you're seeing now all the companies aren't doing yeah. well so the russell index is going down but still at the same time if you know that right which is kind of what you can see with the different graphs that you're reading and the charts and stuff like that you're just going to sell calls uh-huh. right because we're selling calls right now as the market goes down the market t- starts to trend up and then sell puts Oops. we're just selling opposite whatever the trend is and i think um just knowing that and knowing the fact that it's not going to, I guess, shoot up more than like a percent or two by the next expiration date. Low risk, right? It's, I don't want to say low risk because there's nothing low risk in the stock market, but. Lower Lower risk. risk. Thank you. Yeah. So it's a lower risk. And I think just knowing that before you get into it, just knowing that there is risk, um, it'll help you understand how to make money, right? Because there's always ways to make money. Um, but I think knowing the different strategies that you can employ, like for the, there's the wheel, right? So if you want to do the wheel strategies, it's a little bit different. You're going to sell cash secured puts, which then if it gets exercised, you're just going to make money off selling the calls, right? So there's different ways to make money. You just got to know what strategy you want to use and when you use it, especially if the market's going like this, right? So if it's going down, we, we do, we just like selling calls. If it's going up, we like selling puts. So that's kind of the strategy you're doing right now. Hmm. Interesting. There's all different kinds of ways to make money, though, man. Yeah, there is. Like my next, uh, my next big thing is gonna be cards. I think. Yeah, and <laughs> cards is similar to the stock market because you'll buy a box and you don't know what you're gonna get, it, but yeah. and it's based on a player's performance. Right. Yeah. Like somebody breaks their legs out for the season, it's a hold. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like when Joe Burrow hurt himself. Yeah. When he got hurt. His card value dropped. A big time. Like but big what time. about yeah. now? But now that he's in the AFC playoffs. Did you have a Joe Burrow rookie card or something like that that you sent him? Uh, Someone did. One of us had like a bunch of Burrows. Yeah, I have a bunch of Burrows. Is this guy? So we got to go rob you now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's wild. But yeah. Tua cards are down then, right? Tua cards? Yeah, Tua's yeah. like underappreciated. Like uh, before it came in the draft, it was... 
Everybody was chasing Tua and Burrow. Tua, Burrow, Tua, Burrow, Tua, Burrow, Tua, Burrow. Nobody on Herbert. And obviously, rookie season, Herbert balled out, right? Had a few consecutive year and a plus passing yard games. And his stuff immediately just jumped. And it was above Burrow and Tua. So, Tua's a buy. Tua's a buy, in my opinion, because he's a quarterback. They got a new coach. And his cards are low. Like, when I mean cards, like, some of the iconic cards is going to have, like, autographs and stuff like that, right? Did they hire a new, a new coach yet for Miami? I don't think so, but they got a good so you coach. Hope, you, hope, you hope you get somebody, someone offensive-minded, oh, yeah. right? Rather sure. than, you know, Brian Flores, sure. who was more defensive. And if they didn't like two over there, they probably would have got rid of him already. You know what I mean? He had a couple crappy games, but... I mean, accuracy, like you were saying earlier, is a big tell... You know, I think if you're going to be good in the league or not. Yeah, absolutely. From my non-expert opinion. <laughs> you know who has that accuracy? It's Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac who? Mac hey, Jones. Just to, put you, just to tell you guys, like, Brian here, my brother-in-law, I used to pick his brain. I don't know why I just gave myself two scoops. Um, I used to pick his brain, like, because I know, like, you know, football, for example, you invest in quarterbacks, right? The guys that are going to win the MVPs are going to get the MVPs of the Super Bowl and stuff like that. They're going to, you know, throw 400-yard games. So I picked his brain about it, and he was just like, hands down, bro. Mechanics-wise, and I, I put this in the chat after he told me, right? And it was a, wait, when was it? During the... About a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, right before, I want to say, the draft. And it was just like, Matt Jones. And sure enough, everybody was chasing T-Law, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. But Mac Jones' cards were like nowhere near the yeah. top. Now, he's like, everybody wants the Patriots. Mm. In every break, or they're looking for Mac Jones' cards. It's wild. Because he's balling, you know? Yeah. We just have to find the Mac Jones for the next draft. Who you seeing? Or seen Josh him? Allen, I mean, you know? Oh, Josh Allen. Or Josh Allen, or Herbert. What a, I don't see anybody next next season, which is oh Trevor Lawrence. Never mind, that was this year. Yeah, yeah Trevor Lawrence was this year. Man, that's wild. Yeah, we, yeah. I like to look for some Mac Jones. Yeah. Still time for Mac Jones, man. His stuff isn't like it's not too crazy, crazy. like Mahomes, like Mahomes stuff. Oh my gosh, crazy. Good luck. Even Josh Allen, after seeing him perform, yeah. I think his cards are gonna be too high. Cause I want some Josh Allen. I think so now. too. Yeah, I think so too. It'll be high. He's a long-term hold. You yeah. know what I mean? Just look at this. Like just seeing his uh his poise. Like fifty seconds left. Like two minutes left. Like running the ball, lowering his shoulder, knowing damn well he's a quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just looking at him like. Um, when it was when the Chiefs scored the touchdown, they panned in on him, bro. He had no emotion. Like you could tell, like ice the wheels were moving. Yeah, exactly. The ice, the wheels were moving. You know, in his head, like, oh yeah, I never want to feel like this again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he's gonna do everything he can next year to succeed. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he, he he might be a buy right now. You know? But I see those same wheels mm -hmm. spinning last year. Come on, man. <laughs> How about them cheese? <laughs> oh, so you don't want really receivers or running backs or no. You don't want. Uh, There's you don't not want really like 
high investment. Like, unless they're real. Recently, the biggest like non-quarterback was Saquon when he first came out. Everybody was like Saquon, 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 Saquon. Like it was unreal. But it's it's coming back down now. You know, like it's it's all about quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I usually try to pick two. Not the first, second, or you know the first, second taken in the draft. It's usually like two of the lower. You know what I mean? Yeah, you never know. You never know. Man, I don't know anyone coming out of this draft. Yeah, I can't even think of anybody. No one stands out. So if out. you know who's coming out of the draft that's going to be a baller, invest now. Hit us up on our DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. How long have you been done doing stocks now for? About 12 years now, man. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, since about 09. you seen a high, like, return in your investments oh, and yeah. stuff? We did. My we did done pretty well, man. When we got the pool last year. $100,000 This is what I'm going to do because when Tech showed me he was making money, I'm about to hit you up. <laughs> I'm about to freaking DM you. When I seen how much this guy was making, I was like, oh, okay, let me see how much I can do. Remember that after the card show? We all flashed our cash <laughs> sending it pictures. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, man. We had this guy on for our podcast like two years ago, right? Or 19, 2019. And, but Tech kept going. Tech and Joe. Kept going like oh just tech. just tech okay tech. <laughs> tech kept going like asking Donna like still doing the cars still doing the cars and he just kept going man this is one thing that's great about tech he's very consistent he just keeps going with stuff so my gosh man that's amazing yeah I'm still a little bit confused about stocks but I'm glad you're here to talk about it so I can keep on because I listen to be listen to our shows just to learn stuff so yeah. If you really want to get in stocks, just buy long stocks for now. Long, yeah. Yeah, just just buy a stock and a stock that you think is going to go up. Just buy and hold on to it. Shout out Tesla. Right. You right. know Tesla's low. Oh, it is. Well, comparatively speaking, because it's like I said, it's under a thousand right now. Yeah. It's under a thousand bucks. Tesla's under a thousand dollars. I want to say it's under a thousand. Yeah, exactly. and I'll give you an idea. It was a. It was at because they they did a three way split mm -hmm. last year. Was it was it seventeen hundred? I think was the value before it split went down to, a either you three four hundred you know five hundred somewhere around there. So what that means is when we're talking about split, if you had one stock it turned into three, right? So but the value went lower, so you still had the same amount of money in it, but then the stock went down. But the stock is back at a thousand now, right? So if you had that one stock, you know that was down to that value, now it's turning. Your seventeen hundred dollars turned into three thousand, so you're winning, right? You're up, um, in that sense. So I, the way that I would look at it, just me from like, because I kind of taught, you know, I don't know near as much as you do, but I think the way you'd want to get in, you know, just looking from an amateur perspective, is you want to find companies that you believe in, that you think are good companies, right? And you may know. I'll give you an example. So I work in the cell phone industry. And there was a company that makes the little, uh, the little MiFi's, the hotspots. And we were, you know, we were in February and I knew 5G was coming out pretty soon. And there was a company called Insego that makes them, right? So I was like, okay, that's something in my wheelhouse I know about. I looked at the stock, you know, on, you know, on Robinhood and a couple of the other platforms. And I looked, okay, I look at the history. Because when you go in, in the apps or on the computer, it'll show you, 
um, you know, what the price has been over, you know, three months, you know, the year, the, the life of the stock. So you can tell if it's high or low, right? So you may hear people talk about this buy low, sell high, right? That's what that means. So if the stock has been as high as $20, but then it's priced at $3, but you know it's a good company, you know, read some articles and see if, as long as they're not going bankrupt, you know, there's a couple of things you can look at. But if it's a company you believe in, you know, the price is low, that might be the one to start with. That's a good point. I think, I mean, it, it is really hard to find the stocks that are, that are like that, like the diamonds on the roof. But I think like you know, he was saying, I think if you put enough effort into it, you'll find one that's gonna go up. Yeah. Right? You'll find one that's, um, um, I forgot the other one you told me about tonight, but you'll, you'll find one. Ethereum. Ethereum, yeah. thank you. I think you'll find one, especially if it's, if it's close to home. Like for me, I'm in the real estate industry. Like I know, like for instance, I know that Zillow, it's not been doing well, so I actually bought some Zillow just you know, thinking that it's going to go up because of the fact that right now it's so low, right? But I think once you know I'm that... I'm buying some Zillow. <laughs> don't, I mean, if you lose money, don't blame it on me, but I think, um, you know, just kind of find something close to home for you, whatever your industry is, and just find a company. Fanatics, for example, right? just bought, will have the licensing <clears throat> for every sport outside of uh, UFC and soccer. So just to give some people some background... Um, Tops is the manufacturer for baseball cards, right? And they also have the licensing for baseball, so they're allowed to put out baseball cards with the actual logos of the teams and whatnot. And then Panini is the manufacturer for uh, UFC, basketball, football, where they can have the actual teams on the jerseys on the cards itself. And one company, Fanatics, who's still private, right, at the moment. Just bought out both companies, so they're gonna go crazy once. Oh, they yeah, go yeah. that was something that we were looking into, and we actually did some research on that. Right, yeah, remember? So, like if you guys know who Warren Buffett is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Warren Buffett, one of his biggest investments ever was Coke, Coca Cola, and um, you know, if you read, if if you watch any of his videos or see how he started off, he would go to stores and just watch what everybody's buying, right? And, you know, it's kind of like one of the things that he did was he just watched what people are buying. And Coke just happened to be one of his biggest buys because he's like, whether it's pandemic, whether it's everybody's going to buy Coke. Everybody's doing well, everybody's going to buy Coke. <laughs> right? So I, I think if you just find a company, right, if you find a company that you think is going to do well, whether regardless of if the economy's doing good or bad, pull the trigger. I mean, honestly, I think that's the only way you're going to make money is if you... You throw money in and take the leap, right? Yeah. I remember when the pandemic <laughs> happened, uh, everybody was talking about buying like stuff that has to do with travel, stuff like uh, cruise airlines. ships mm -hmm. or airlines or whatever. I went another route and bought some, some uh, stocks in Groupon, yes, <coughs> Groupon. Yeah. Mm. and at that time it was like 70 cents. And right now, I don't know what it's at, but last time I looked, it was like 70 dollars. But that's what that's what I that's what I bought it when the pandemic happened. Hundred X. Shoot, I wish I would have known that. I would have bought some Clorox or something. Clorox and some go. face mask companies, Johnson, Johnson right? Or whatever. <laughs> right? Did that happen during the pandemic? People exploded there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
It was a shortage of everything, bro. Everybody was buying it. Ted, what do you see next, man? <laughs> <laughs> For real. I don't know. Why don't I'm just going off what people said, you know. They said to buy stocks in the because when the pandemic happened, they stopped like traveling and all that. Mm. And then that's when the traveling like airlines and everybody else their their like value went down. Mm. Went down like crazy too. Yeah. Mm. And then everybody was saying it's gotta come back. So mm. I was just thinking Yeah, I know a lot of buddies that do that too. I was just thinking Groupon. Restaurants went down too. That was another one because we didn't know, yeah. you know, when the, everything was shut down. Those are all ones that if you had money and invested in them, you're probably doing pretty good right now. Yeah, I don't think we're we're ever gonna see what we saw last year because it literally dropped and they came right back. It was like, jeez. Yeah. And I remember sending my uh, my siblings a text. I don't know if I told you about this. I, I told all my siblings, you guys gotta jump in the stock market right now. Yeah. Because yeah. we knew it was gonna come back. It was only a matter of time. I mean, we we did pretty well last year, but. What we got into was uh, DocuSign. So DocuSign's, uh, um, they do electronic signing. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we use it in the company I work for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Everyone. Just, just knowing the fact that nobody's going to want to meet face-to-face -face anymore, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a ton of DocuSign. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm going to buy a ton of the casino because I know eventually those are going to come back. Dude, have you guys ever tried to look for a Logitech webcam online? Oh, bro. Bro. You cannot find one. I kid you not. <laughs> printers you know what I mean like wow everybody's work from home now so exactly, sign and all bro. that yeah it's all about you know the zoom web, the webcam work from home stuff like even zoom wow. blew up last year I mean I wish <clears> I, <throat> I wish I would have thought about that yeah zoom would have been yeah, good I mean, down now but last year really blew that's up. wild so you said all this stuff around us that we just you know oh, okay. don't really pay attention to you know what I mean yeah so you said the, the market is down right now. What, what's causing the downturn? Well, there's a lot of guessing going on right now because of, um, so I don't know if you know who Powell is, but Powell is the, the chairman of the Fed, right? So essentially what's going on is for the last two years, the government's been printing a lot of money mm -hmm. in order to, to rein back in inflation, right? So with, with what he was talking about last week, who knows if he's going to go through with it or not. He's talking about raising the rate four times this year. Wow. Right? The Fed, the prime rate, which would which would mean less money in our pockets. It may mean a lot of things. People can't afford homes. Mm. Um, I mean, and, and it's kind of scary for me because I'm in the real estate industry. I'm not saying that it is going to kill our market, but, you know, with the interest rates going up, with the prices being so high, I don't know how people are going to afford houses. So... What that means to me is that the prices have to come back down if the interest rates are going up. Right. Um, you know, the bond market's probably going crazy with the fact that the interest rates are going down. So, with him saying what he said, you know, in, in that hearing that he had, I think it was last week or the week before, it's kind of thrown a huge wrench in the market because of the fact Jeez. that we now know that the rates are going to go up. We just don't know when, right? So, everybody's speculating four times this year. Which would mean if it's going up four times this year, every quarter, it might be every, you know, every quarter. But just thinking about it, I'm like, if you really wanted to fix it, I would say fix it now, as opposed to spreading it out for you. So a little bit. If it was up to me, I would say just pop everybody right now, raise it like half point, as opposed to going like a, a eighth point, you know, every quarter. But I don't know. Nobody knows what he's going to do. So there's a lot of indecision right now in the market. So everybody's pulling their money out because they don't know what's going to happen. So that's kind of what you're seeing, right? The fact that he said what he said, with the rates going up, 
Jeez. Everybody's pulling their money out of the market, so it's, it's tanking everything. Who is this guy you're talking about? Powell. His last name is Powell. I forgot what his first name is, but he's the, the Fed chairman. Oh, my gosh. The Fed chairman? The Federal Reserve Yeah, chairman? Federal Reserve. Oh. Don't let me talk about the Federal Reserve. Yeah, I will go, go off. About <laughs> <laughs> Back in the year 2001, I actually yeah. did a march. And then, <laughs> didn't you, in like Wall Street, didn't you go march? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know all of the, first of all, the Federal, for those of you who are listening that don't know already, the Federal Reserve is not a, is not a legal government uh, agency. Nope. It's a private company. Go Google that. Spend a couple hours doing that. And you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. And you get lost in the rabbit hole because yeah. you just start watching those videos. And their like, interest is the value of the dollar, right? That's exactly. like their biggest interest, right? The so they want shit, bro. to keep the dollar. You're right. So right. inflation, if you guys follow, you know that it, it was up to the highest point it was in December in like 40 years, right? So how do you rein that back in? Right. Pretty you got interest rates. You got it. I mean, there's no other way. Let's give everybody an example. Like Bitcoin, why Bitcoin has value is there's only a certain amount of them, right? So, or even if we break it down to like the cards, a one of one, right? Or a one of 10. Why it's so valuable is there's not very many of them. So you look on the flip side of what happened during the pandemic where they just kept printing money to pay bills and a lot of people, or to pay people that weren't able to work, right? Because they had to be home. Weren't able or didn't want to. So, and then the money was still in circulation. They created more dollars than were in existence before, which devalues the value of the dollar. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's just, you know, trying to simplify it down there. I heard they're trying to, trying to kill the dollar, the American dollar. I heard like so many conspiracy theories since, since back in the, the, the 2000, 2001, I heard it all, man. Damn. RFID chips, all that stuff that, you know, people think you're crazy when you talk about it, but look at what the hell is going on. Well, I'm sure there's, you know, there's, there's probably people out there, other countries that would see value in, oh, in yeah. that happening. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, like, and you think any true American that believes in our country would want the opposite. They would want us to, you know, the, a strong dollar is good for the world. Yeah, for the yeah. whole world. Right. Yeah. Honestly, that's the reason why I got into crypto was because of the fact that I thought crypto was going to be a store of value for people that are taking their money out of the market, right? Because essentially what they used to do... Uh, like the baby boomers, they would take their money out of the market. If the market's going down, they would buy gold and silver. Mm. I was thinking like the new generation, they're going to take the money crypto. out of the market and throw it into crypto. Right. It hasn't really been like that the past week, right? Because everything's down. The crypto gold's market's down. Up, gold's going up. Gold's but the crypto up. market's going down. The stock market's going down. So it kind of looks like it's in lockstep, crypto and, and uh, you know stocks and all that. Mm. I was hoping it would be different. I was hoping that they were taking money out of the stock market, throwing the crypto. Yeah. I think it's because the same people that are in the stock market got interested in crypto for, you know, for those reasons. And so you see the trends because they're treating it kind of similar. So you have these big investors, excuse me, these big investors, you know, just kind of going business as usual. I don't know. I think these kids are getting into NFTs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. NFTs are starting to be big. I wish I knew more about NFTs. <clears throat> we actually have a podcast about those. Actually asked the dude from the Philippines that I pulled that logo man. Mm -hmm. He was like, I gotta think about it, man. Because I wanted the NFT that card that I pulled. Mm. So wow. that'll be dope. That would be dope. Episode thirty three. <laughs>
you actually should think about doing an NFT card you pulled as well. Oh yeah, the rarity of it being on a five, only five existing in the whole entire world. The world, man. So what does that mean now? Like, can you explain what that means to do an NFT? So it's a physical card now. Um, It's just like. It's a way for you to own it digitally. Yeah. Yeah. It verifies that you own it digitally. Because everyone can take a picture of it. Like, we could all take a picture like I did, you know, Mm -hmm. and put it on our It sounds silly, but what what the manufacturer of the cards, I I always refer to cards because I don't. But Panini started doing a digital version and a physical version to introduce it. The blockchain, right? That's what they call it, Panini blockchain. And that was 2019? John Moretz, And that's the thing. For me, I was doing this. I was like... That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, I opened a lot of cards, but I I started stacking the blockchain ones because I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. Like, do I you know, whatever I do? But Panini actually created their website where you can trade the blockchain cards between each other, digital cards. But eBay also accept accepts them. You can sell them on eBay. Yeah, I sold the Kevin. The biggest one I sold was a Kevin Durant. It wasn't even a physical card. It was like numbered out of ninety nine. It was digital for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's wild, and now that card's probably like, you know, double, if that. But it's it just it makes sense. Though. It's like you're right. It, you can verify that it's real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that you are legally the owner of it. Yes. At the time, because it's, it's basically like open but for cards. Panini has on their market the yeah, their marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Digital dunk. So every pack comes with like a digital dunk card. It's just like the Pokemon you can play the game. Mm-hmm. The digital dunk has like. Three random cards they give you. <clears throat> so notice, walk him through how you created your NFT, and then how you have a unique, um, you have a unique. Uh, just walk him through like everything about it on OpenSea, what you did, and you know how you have yours. Man, it was a process. Uh, so you create a piece of art, or like a you know, I'm going through. Um, I'm going the like the story route with um, the NFT that I created. Um, In your case, you would have a picture. You could maybe create a background of your car. So you, we're just simplifying it to that. You'll have a picture of the car, maybe with a cool background. Okay. Go back to notice. Yeah, and then you just uh, you have to uh, create a wallet. It's a process, man. It's a process, but um, I just, I studied the last episode that these guys had about NFTs and the metaverse. I just listened to that and I got, um, they kind of like walked it through, like how to go through a wallet, like set up a wallet, how to um, make an OpenSea account. Which wallet do you use, Meta? Uh, yeah, I mean, MetaMask That's is like the, ones. Yep. is the most popular one. There's yeah. a bunch of them, but I just used that one. Um, and so you got to create a wallet and then you got to upload your art um, to open seat, to open seat. Stuff, right? What's that? The artwork has to be verified and all that fun stuff that you actually created and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's true. So you don't take somebody else's artwork. And <laughs> yeah. So I bought digital assets on uh, Adobe because I, I have the the yearly membership. Okay. And there's a bunch of digital assets and, and uh, vectors and stuff you can buy that you own. You have license. So I just combined the, those ones that I bought into a little art piece. Um, it's called, I call it the Encourager Truth Pilots. Yeah. And there's going to be 12 of them, 12 different pilots, and they're all um, part of the Gorilla Alpha Clan. So I did like a like a 
a story behind it, behind these uh, truth mm -hmm. pilots. That's cool. But yeah, there's just art pieces you upload to OpenSea, and then OpenSea connects to your MetaMask wallet, and it verifies that you actually own it or like you created. Yeah, people have the option to purchase. Yeah. That NFT. Yeah, right now it's listed for nine Ethereum, which is like forty thousand yeah. dollars. You know. <laughs> But it was the cheapest gas tax fee because there's a, a fee that you yeah. have to pay when you upload your art and everything. That was the cheapest. It was like $190 to upload the art to the OpenSea. That was the tax or the fee that I had to pay. <laughs> I, I wanted to list it for uh, 0.025 Ethereum, which is like 60 bucks or 40 bucks, I think, 80. But it was like 400 bucks for the gas for the gas fee. So I just kept going up until the thing dropped below 200 and it was 9 Ethereum. And but well, get, yeah. getting ahead of the game, like <clears throat> you think like, you know, a lot of people are going to be in the metaverse, which is really just virtual, you know, virtual reality. But let's say somebody has, you know, a virtual reality house where they want that one in five card on the wall in their house. Just, you know, just keeping it simple there. That's how you know, your NFT of your card could create value and you know, maybe somebody would want it. So, or somebody would just might want it regardless, right? There's a collector. To own it digitally, that's why. Right. That's awesome. And then if you sell an OpenSea, like OpenSea, you get a 10% charge for every time it upsells, someone sells it. So you get a 10% So you ultimately like the royalties for it. Whatever, yeah, forever. Right? Wow. You get royalties forever. It's only if you create 20. something. Yeah, if you create it. Yeah. I think it's 10%. I think the one that there's a different options you can pick on there uh, to how much you want to make. I chose the ten percent, or I think it's the base. But every time it sells, yeah, you're getting ten percent of the sale. Wow! Right. Yeah. So if your value, so if I make up. something and I sell it to you, I make a hundred percent because that's the first time I sell it, right? You make hundred. You make hundred. Yeah, I make hundred yeah. percent because it's the first time I, sell, I sell it. it to him, so now he, he owns it and he sells it to him. So he makes ninety and I make ten. Right. Wow. And then it, it's mm. and it just keeps going. Wait, so right. if I resell it, he doesn't make any money. He does because he's the original. Yes. Artist. Correct. Ten percent of what you ever sold it for. Yeah. But it, the NFT game is huge right now. Uh, Gary Vee he partnered up with a bunch of people in New York to create this restaurant that everything is uh, it's a membership exclusive, and you you can only get there uh, get inside that restaurant, the sushi restaurant, if you have a. A token, NFT token. But you can NFT anything because I see Jay Leno. He NFTs his cars. Cars, yeah. right? Yeah, ownership in the but car. Who would want so, a piece of his collection? You know what I mean? His car collection. So well, well, if they let's say they got a mansion, you know, in some metaverse, you know, in some virtual reality, and they want, you know, pictures of his cars in their mansion, you know, again, that's where the value would be. Is you know somebody comes into his place, they're like, oh, where'd you get these from? Oh, these are the you know that's Jay Leno's collection. Yeah. You know, so the you know the value of you know where that came from. That's what yeah. creates it. So you're gonna have kind of two ways. I think building value is gonna be the creator. So somebody with artistic talent that's able to create unique versions of art that are gonna be sought after. And so it's gonna be like you know somebody that you just that's a collector, and you can say, hey, I've got you know this famous collector's piece of art, or you have you know, legit copies of something that's pretty sought off, sought after in the real world. I think those are the two main ways a lot of them are going to make money, at least in, at least from what I can see from my perspective right now. My question is, though, the value is still connected to the U.S. dollar. 
right? Well, it's an ETH. Ether. Ether. I know, but there's there's a, a dollar value to it. It's still attached to mm-hmm. you know, like nine Ethereum is worth forty thousand dollars. Only if you sell your Ethereum though, you know. So if you hold onto your Ethereum, that Ethereum right now, so. For example, right now Ethereum's low. Yeah, yeah. So worth worth twenty two thousand five hundred. Right. So you wait though. You wait. It's gonna go back up, right? Ethereum is gonna run the NFT world, so it does run the NFT world exactly. So and it's more sought after. It also runs the gaming world as well. So a lot of these games we were talking about metaverse and virtual realities. You know, the the gaming world is run by Ethereum as well because all the tokens out there right now are backed by Ethereum. So you have these different ones. We on different podcasts we talked about um, sandbox. You know, there's there's a sandbox token, but the token is backed by Ethereum. So that's you know the the importance of that right now. So, man, I'm kind of confused right now because the dollar only matters uh-huh. if you sell your Ethereum, right? Because wow. it only matters if you're holding, you know, if it's you're holding Ethereum your Ethereum for as long as you want it to, be. Mm-hmm. right? Before you sell it. Right. So again, going back to the concept you were talking before about stocks, buy low, sell high. That's the same concept you're going to take into it, you know, as, you know, in your investing, you don't want to sell right now. If you own Ethereum, you'd be silly to sell Ethereum right now, especially if you bought at 3500 and that 2500 you just took a loss, right? Mm-hmm. So you panic sold <laughs> or panic sold. So, so you what would happen if the value of the dollar keeps dropping? It won't, it, 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 it won't, the, the, the value of the dollar actually dropping might help crypto be better, you know, that you're going to see that however much um, it is in proportion to Ethereum is what you want to be worrying about more. So a strong dollar, though, probably would be good all around for everything other than gold and silver, you know, those, those types of currencies, but... <clears throat> But really, all you want to worry about is the value of Ethereum to the dollar at the moment. That's really, however much the dollar is worth, you know, if you dive into, you know, I don't know enough about, you know, the inflation and what we were just talking about earlier, inflation and how that's affecting everything. But, you know, what the value of, really right now, it's tied to like Bitcoin, the value of $1 to how much Bitcoin, the value of $1 to how much Ethereum. But again, it really doesn't matter until you sell. Your cryptocurrency. So as long as you hold, and again, the value of a lot of people going to cryptocurrency is is de- you know it doesn't belong to a bank. It's not they don't answer to the Fed. They don't answer to like some company we don't know a lot about that a lot of people think is a government entity, but they're not really. And you know, there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down that way. You know, advantage is it's controlled by the people. So you go back to you know retail investors, right? That's what cryptocurrency is the goal is that it's driven by retail investors so that everybody has a say it's not controlled by banks mm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, if you wanted to learn a little bit more about options trading b um is there any resources that you would uh, recommend for our listeners or uh you know is there a uh, Options trading for dummies one on one or something like that. Anything you want to learn, go to YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. If I want to change my tire on my car, if I want to change my brakes, I go to YouTube. There kind you of go. the same thing with options trading. But you do want to be specific about what you're learning, right? Mm-hmm. You want to learn more about uh, calls and puts. 
That's not sure what a call on a put is, because it is kind of confusing. Especially when you think about options trading, not owning stock. You're just paying somebody or you're buying something from somebody the right for the right, right. Okay. to call it or to put it. All right. So I think really if you just go to YouTube, there's so there's so much uh, there's so many videos on there that'll explain what a call and a put is. Free information. Free information. Man. Free it's a great university in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my yeah. gosh, it's, it's amazing. Just like you said, man, change it, you know, gas pump or water, you know what I mean? That's how we learned about NFTs too. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Appreciate you shedding light on the options trading. You know, it really does give people another avenue. And I know it may sound new to everybody, but you know, the verbiage comes with, you know, the learning process. Get it down and find out what this means, what puts mean, calls mean. Um, but appreciate you taking the time to just share some of that stuff with us. The important information, uh, maybe someday, you know, our listeners can look to it as a different avenue, right? To support your family, voila. Yep, 100%, man. Yeah, thanks, Brian. No problem. Appreciate it. How, how can people get in contact with you? Or I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Facebook. Um, I guess you can contact my brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, because uh, I don't do social media. Nice. Um, That's good, funny, man. I, I used to say it just mm -hmm. takes up too much of my time, but now I'm here playing Apex, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it really just takes up too much of my time. I don't, I don't do social media. Um, I think people live uh, different lives on, on social media where oh yeah, I, I just don't like I don't like interacting with people on social media. So if you do want to get a hold of me, I think probably the easiest thing to do is to contact my brother-in-law. Um, right on. Yeah, if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them, especially with options and, and um, you know stocks and. I just love the fact that you guys do these types of things, right, to help our people out. Um, and I'm sure more than just Polynesians watch this podcast, but at the same time, I, I really love the fact that our people have have an opportunity to buy more than five houses in a year, right, or in 15 yeah. years. Of yeah, life. yeah. Is that, that's, for me, it's kind that's of... That's wild, bro. It's sad, right? I mean, yeah. I, I talked to my wife about it. It's just sad for me to see, especially with everybody else, um, you know, buying homes and Buying homes cash. Mm, that's why. see that a lot. And for our people not to buy homes, it's just it's kind of a, a sad thing for me to see. Right? Love for our people to have more opportunities. And yeah, I think great. Uh, one of the things I love about our podcast is that we encourage, like, getting outside the box and trying to, you know, seek the information to be able to do that, you know, and sharing that information with people. So it's, it's huge, man. Some people just... There's a lot of people that just stay in their lane. They get right? stuck. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Comfortable. Comfortable. Nine to five. Paycheck Beco to paycheck. Become comfortable with uncomfortable. I think that's something that we share in common here is you know, we're willing to step out of our comfort zone yeah. to learn new things. It's human nature. You see your grandparents do it when you're a kid. You see your mom and dad do it. All you see is nine to five, bust my ass, pay the bills. We'll go on vacation during the summer. Mm-hmm. Right back at it in August. Yeah. We'll see at the same time you see them not having the financial sense to know that you got to put money away and stuff like that. Because it's for me seeing what I saw growing up, it's like any any free money we had, as much as I love my family, it's like oh they're going back to Samoa or Oh yeah. Absolutely. Going to other people where I'm like, you know, kinda of seeing that growing up, I'm like, man, I wish 
I wish there was an opportunity for my, my parents, my, my father, my mother to be able to make money and save it, right? Mm-hmm. Or to be able to make more money because it's kind of like they just make like, you more, you know? Yeah, exactly. Then you can get to the point where you can really give back and help. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, set absolutely, yourself up absolutely. that way. But if you're constantly treading water, you know, how can you succeed? I think we're lucky. You know, look at my, my parents never gave me any financial advice or, you know, taught me anything either. So it's just, you know, it, it, I think it's important, where, you know, that we continue to drive for that information because YouTube, you can find everything there. We can share the information for from other people that have a like mind. You know, we're trying to to come up and you know find other ways to make money. I think we're luckier than our parents because we have access to information like no other generation oh, yeah, has. Yeah, for sure. At the fingertips, you know? Yeah. We got it right here. We ain't gotta go to a library, look <clears> through <throat> a catalog. <laughs> like back in the days to go look for the book. We can just Google everything, right? <laughs> YouTube, everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think one of the things that our people can learn is financial literacy, like how money works, you know. And that was another thing growing up Poly, you know, you, we wouldn't have enough money for food, but we had enough money to get to somebody's wedding. Yeah, <laughs> or funeral, yeah. Funeral. Can we not make that normal, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the thing about growing up Poly. Uh, like one thing, I mean, I don't like talking about that about our people. But well, one thing I wish we would change is the fact that, you know, you go to somebody's house and you know you bring your mats and stuff like that. But then the family's re- obligated to give you guys stuff like that, right? right. right. Yeah. Even more, right? right. Like the right. food they cook for you and they do all this stuff. I'm like, those are the those are the financial yeah. um, things. That, I don't even know what you call. You never right. just accept it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. There's always right. yeah. giving giving it right back or giving better than what you've got, you know what I mean? Then that's what it comes to, you know? The reciprocity. Yes. Uh, reciprocate the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And always to one-up or something. I don't know why. What if it was a gift of information instead? There you go. There you go. Come on, man. That'd be dope. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Normalize that. <laughs> what they... All those memes. Normalize uh, <laughs> freaking people, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's dope. Damn, a lot of information in this episode, man. Good stuff. Available on all platforms. <laughs> Should we do a little song break now? You guys got to. We have some guitars and we have a guitar and a galetta here. We should do a little, a little dot. Live jam session, man. Plus the people. Let's go. Yeah, we got a singer right here, dude. Right there. No, I don't, I'm not. I haven't played tech. You, you play tech. I haven't played this forever. Jam something. We can jam something for the people. Some, what's something that you two both know together? <clears throat> Let's dance. Let's dance. Laugh. <laughs> Let's get a cup. Let's get a cup. Let's get a cup. That? Make sure we plug our sponsors too. Yeah, we'll get we'll a sponsor plug in there. Who's the sponsors? I mean, you're wearing a lot of their gear. Shout out to Troop 28 Clothing. 
Tech, what's up, what's up? For real. Shout out to Troop 28 Clothing, man, for all the nice gear we got this weekend. I feel blessed. Bidbird. Bidbird, shout out to Bidbird. Blessing us with and most of the gear is from Ofa. Ofa? Oh, yeah, that's right. Camp Ofa. Ofa Org. Shout out to Coach. Shout out to Coach for all the nice gear. Thank you, Coach. It's just nice to uh, actually have a like an in-person talk, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's flowing way better. Way better. It's more real. I'm gonna edit this, but it's yeah. flowing way better. And I actually, I think I forgot to press the record button, or I double tapped it, so the first part of is recorded on the phones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go phones audio, and then they'll because I was looking at the record button, and I didn't think I, I think I double pressed it, so. When I did the intro, like, you know, I don't think that was recorded on the, the camera. Way to go. But we can do like a fake intro now. Cause this will be edited. How much of the first part did you not get? I think I missed the first 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I missed the clapping, I think. I got it on our phones if we're recording. Mm -hmm. What What does it say over there, 148? Uh, I can't see it. Yeah. We've been going for a 150. That was the first five up. minutes or so was set up, I guess. But yeah, it's all good. You guys got a, a song to jam? No, come get it. Come now, get it. Yeah, we're pretty much done. Hey, pal. What's up, man? It's the inspiration right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is all your stuff in there? Okay. You guys need it? That just moved. No. Notice the front. You guys need to check the cabinet and move. What are you guys doing in there? Yeah, it just moved. Okay. Move to the right. Yep. We're going to be ready in a little bit, guys. Oh, wow. Jeez. We'll be ready in a little bit. What? <clears throat> oh, yeah, they have pork steak. Mac and cheese. Texas, man, got to do it big. Man, oh. shout out to our host, man. Oh, that's right? real, Ooh, man. Not I, not I. <laughs> Jarros the first. Man. Damn, we've been eating good since we got here. <laughs> for real, kidding. Appreciate you, Thoma. Thanks for having us all out. Grateful for all the support, man. If you do it again next week, you guys down. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was good to see, man. That was good to see. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know how it was going to be. My family in town, um, I was like, oh, they'll come to the shop, and I'll just have my wife take them to, to lunch. This was on uh, Friday, before you guys got in, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, sitting there like, damn, they're probably gonna be bored. But I got like two phone calls, so like, is it cool if we come back to the shop? I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It made me even more happy that they had fun and just wanted to kick it with me, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was beyond just the grand opening, it was like, we haven't seen you in a while. I'm gonna keep you with you, you know. And they got the opportunity to see what you do, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. And feel the same excitement because they open up boxes exactly. as well. And I didn't know that until a few hours in. I was like, "Damn, this is good." Like to educate <clears> them on <throat> what I do because not just being they weren't being ignorant. It's just like they didn't know how I was taking care of my family. They were worried, you know. What I mean, like I didn't get to be able to take care of your family, but now they know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that it's gonna be all right. That one box could change your life. Yeah, I'm glad Luke there came too, because now she can see like what I was 
Luca, Hiding all the time. Not bad influences. <laughs> what did she say on that video? Go <laughs> So he has cards at his house, and his wife was gonna throw them all out. Well, he keeps all his stuff sealed. Like, yeah, yeah I, 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 he, he doesn't open nothing. He just sits on it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she threatened. She like one time I was on the phone with these guys on them, and she heard them. She heard um they heard her threatening to throw all my stuff out. <laughs> I was like, Man. It was good for her to come and see that it's not like fuck a muna. It's not mm -hmm. like, you know, play, playing around stuff or kid stuff. It's actually real liable money, man. It's a yeah. different investment. Well, it's both, right? It's like fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. Is. But also it's, man, it's like a long-term investment. Yeah, my youngest brother's wife, Cini, bro, she was like, you know, I just didn't know what the heck you guys were doing, but we split a box, mm -hmm. uh, four of us. And I was like, I bet you Cini has the autograph. So she's like, what? And I was like, there's an autograph card there. She's like, no way. So she kept opening packs and chasing. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. fun. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, she's like, wow, that was really fun. Like the rush, like trying to figure out who it was. So it's good. I'm glad everybody made it. And most of it's everybody's yeah. home and safe and sound. And one of our missing members collects a lot too, Paul. Big P. Oh yeah, P collects a He's, lot, man. He hit some bangers too, oh, right? Yeah. He hit a that big Zion card when we went all on Facetime. Mm -hmm. Within a month's time, got it back. I, he just barely sold it though. I want to say maybe four or five months to Swanson. So he turned a free box into forty five hundred cash. Sheesh. That's what that's what the deal was. Sheesh. It was a free box. He paid for grading, which was like a hundred something at a time, mm -hmm. but at ten, and then he sold it for forty almost five grand to uh, Swanson. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is wrong. And then did he get into collecting because you guys, or was he already collecting? I think we all were. We all collected cards at one point. Mm -hmm. But I think just when I invited everybody mm -hmm. in the rooms and the Facebook yeah. groups and stuff like that, we kind of like reignited that fire. Yeah. It's fun. Just that rush of opening boxes, you know, seeing what you get. Man, I didn't know that was your first time ripping. Wow, bro. First yeah. when you box, guys were on the first box. I boxed box, box, mojo. <laughs> first box mojo, man. It's real. 3K box. Sheesh. Go big or go home, right? Yep. <laughs> Scare him. What did he say? Before I ran his card info, payment info, scared money don't make money. He was like, yep. <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause he like when we lived in Vegas, mm -hmm. bro. Like I didn't, I wouldn't say I, I didn't have the bug, but he he kind of taught me how to play crap. So we would always meet up for lunch sometimes, and then it got to the point where he would come to the crap stick, like he would be doing something for lunch at the casino, and he'd hear me over there yelling and stuff <laughs> on the dice and stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. That's for the archives. That'll be for the. Oh, we have archives too. <clears throat> jam session. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Jams. Jam song. Now, Drew, can you play the um, your the Fiji song? That's all. I'll just follow you. Let's try G. 
Then we can all sing it. <laughs> Turn me up in the head one more time. <laughs> <laughs>
Once again, we were here in Dallas, or Arlington, Texas, here celebrating Thoma's uh, grand opening card shop here in Arlington, Texas. The card shop, it's called The Card Shop. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And with our special guest, Brian. Brian, what's your last name? Sabalio. And with our special guest, Brian Sabalio. Thank you again for coming. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thor. Tech and Jake. Rob. Man, I've been, I've been hounding my brother-in-law for a while to be on the podcast, man. Maybe now we finally tried some gems. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so when notice was like, weird, just put this mic on your swear. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> but you know, stocks is not a lot of people know about stocks, especially in the poly community, you know. Yeah, and that's a good thing to learn, especially when you're trying to find the you know, trying to create multiple sources of income. Yeah, yeah, I think what's, what's awesome too is being a part of this group and just knowing that these dudes are multi millionaires, right? This look, that's all they do. Mm. From, you know, from stocks, yeah, yeah, from options trading, but just knowing that there's a, for me, there's an end game, because, yeah. you know, the goal for me is to, to be able to spend more time with my family. Can I make a loan? Exactly. But I think, uh, you know, the end game is to spend more time with the family, and this is probably one of the ways that I think that's going to help me get to that end game, so. That's financial freedom to have that time with your family. Absolutely. To be able to pursue the things that like really matter to you, right? Like family or whatever your dreams may be. Because not everybody's going to be in their initial job. Their nine to five is not going to be, it may not be their dream job, you know? But you got to take the chance, you know? Like don't like here. You said six months before your wife found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out my that wife. That was a that was a big <laughs> chance. <laughs> no, but even, even like just to give me an idea. Like I told my wife, like I was like, I probably we probably won't pay ourselves, you know. Yeah. Probably won't get any profit share for the first couple quarters or whatever. And it was like nine months. Dude, she's like, what's going on? But I think the hardest thing for my wife to understand was uh, because um I believe that you can't sacrifice time and money. There's no way. You want to make enough money where you can have the time to spend with your family. You know what I'm saying? So it's a give and take. It was hard because when the shop opened, all my time and my energy was going the other way, which was uh, was tough. It was tough on my family, like big time. But um, you just gotta make it work. You know, so the sacrifice. That's the most important thing. Like when it's get when it gets tough, just know, you know, like that. I'm sure you guys have seen that meme. The two guys digging for gold. Right? Oh, yeah. One guy's like inches away from it, and another guy's super far, and the guy from inches away from stops. the piece of gold just stops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that could be that could be potentially your breaking point, but then, like, just now my wife loves coming to the shop, bro. You know what I mean? I so can't what's keep coming, my son out. So, what's coming in the future? Your, your son's going to have his own shop in the future, Man. more Polynesian. Uh, car shop owners. I, the goal is to create generational wealth. Like Duto said. More options. Fra- franchise in Vegas. You should know, man. <laughs> so Polynesian yeah. only options trading group. Man, See, yeah. there it is, man. Uh, 
And your your son, he's pretty knowledgeable in the cards, man. Oh, all he does is come through cards and read stats to me, bro. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> like when uh we were there yesterday, and he was just pointing out, the, oh yeah, that's a da 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 da. I was like, dang, that might be worth this, this and that. And this yeah. and these are players that like played like during our time, you know, like way before him, and that's just wild. for him to blur out the stats and like his value, I was like really impressed. He spends so much time. <laughs> <laughs> He's only eleven, huh? Yeah. Tomboy's only eleven. I know he was uh, helping Jake, um, like sort through all the rookies. Yeah, when I was ripping. He's like, "Oh, keep these rookies. These three are yeah. the top three rookies you want." And I was like, <laughs> well, he, he's, "He's up on the game, which is good." Yeah, Hopefully, he doesn't good. quit school for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Or hopefully he doesn't open up another shop and compete against him. <laughs> Man, that would be so funny. I feel like I'm going to be running all over Vegas trying to find cars now. He will. <laughs> Good luck. Especially in March because the uh, new prison is going to be out. I'm talking about like <clears throat> Walmart blasters are going to be $20, right? Yeah. And online consistently for seven for 150 like so, you don't even have to open the product. You know what I'm saying? You're just you're just flipping it on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace if you don't have an eBay. Mm-hmm. Just meeting up with people and just flipping it. Mm-hmm. A case is a case of tw- there's a case of twenty blasters. That's wow. So you're you're paying four hundred bucks for the case and flipping it for you know whatever one fifty is times the twenty yeah. boxes. You know, wow. With the quickness, dude. Like, but if you find a car shop that'll buy it from you, like, it's cash money. It's What's cash. the chase in those? I don't know yet. They haven't come out yet. But, but this is the Mac Jones and. Uh, yeah, this would be Mac Jones T Law. So it's gonna be like oh. highly sought after. And they're Just NFL units. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL unions. First prison units. It's gonna be wild. I can't Mac wait. Jones. Let's go. But, but you know that draft class was pretty good, so there's probably uh, mm-hmm. it'll probably hold value for you even hold it sealed. Yeah, sealed. Yep. You know, until these because like uh, what's the fun in that? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do that because I get itchy fingers and I just want to rip everything. But like uh, I think it's the blasters. Blasters are what twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. The blasters for like the twenty seventeen. That's Mahomes Watson year. It's like five hundred bucks now, bro. Is it five hundred now? Five hundred, easy. So imagine paying twenty bucks. What was it? Two thousand one? Twenty one? Twenty seventeen. So five years later, it's worth five hundred dollars from twenty dollars, and it's sought after. Yeah. Like it's not like you'll put it on your shelf for five hundred dollars and it's sitting there for a year. It'll immediately get bottomed up like yeah. with the quickness. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's wild. Wow. So like how you have sealed product, you know, it's even better. Oh, wow. if if that draft class balls out, boom, Man. that value of that box itself sealed, also raises. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, I transitioned into from basketball and all that to Pokemon cards. So I just I just buy a bunch of whatever I can get and hold it, buy and hold. So, but even the people at the shop, dude, like when people come in, they're like, dude, that's cheap. But it's like a two-year-old product. They know they can make money from it. And they're like, why don't you make money? I'm like, 
we don't want to max max out the value of market. You know what I mean? Yeah. We want you to come back. Like I'd rather sell you something forty dollars cheaper than market value, but and and have you come back ten times, twenty times, yeah. thirty times, forty times, over and over and over. You know what I mean? It's they, all about the long game. Because they get that market value yeah, somewhere yeah, else. You absolutely. Know? Mm. Even if there was a car shop closer to their house, we, we all make money at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like. Even though I give them that discount, but I can guarantee when I get new product in, it'll be like I'm constantly moving stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is good for me. Do you know any? Uh, <coughs> do you know of any like uh, other Polynesians that have car shops or in the car game? Do you know, basically you know me. You guys are the only ones I know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, there might be, mm-hmm. but who knows? Man, I I go I smile from ear to ear when I see because there was one of my buddies that live in Maui. Mm-hmm. He was buying into brakes too. And he started Snapchatting and stuff. I was like, dude, heck yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> but he was just doing it. He's an Eagles fan. So he was just collecting all the Eagles cards. Mm-hmm. You know? But I don't know. I'll, I'll always do that. Like, if it's something like trying to find a way to monetize anything, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. You guys have anything else you guys want to add? We've been going for over two hours now. I'm good, man. Got a nice little buzz. We got good info from B. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good conversation. Good exchange. Yeah, I'm just having a little drop, huh? Yeah, I have to. But anyone, you guys good? Brian, you yeah, good, good, man. Appreciate it. Take you good. Good, man. Oh, that's all I need. Congrats on your win again, Casey. Yes, sir. How about the Chiefs? <laughs> so let's put it out there right now. Let's pick our picks for the uh, Super Bowl. Obviously, Tech, you're going. This is a hard year to pick. Look, I, uh, Chiefs my team, but I'd like to see the Bengals and Rams. Mm-hmm. Somewhat different, you know. But that's my, that's that's what I would like to see. So Chiefs Rams? Chiefs and Rams, your pick? Well, yeah, Chiefs because <laughs> it's my team, but I would like to see the Bengals go. Just have someone different in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know how that would work. Because <laughs> I want the Chiefs to win, but fake I'd like to see someone the different. Chiefs, man, that fake love for the Chiefs, bro. <laughs> the Chiefs all the way. What about you, Jake? Who are you picking for the Super Bowl? Man, just I, I think the biggest test for a team to make it through the playoffs is you know, a team that can win late. Uh, in a playoff game, you know, I think you know Kansas City has been showing that all year that they can win late, they can come back. So I just it, they got so many weapons right now. I just see them really as the team to beat. I think they're the favorite. Um, in my opinion, I think I, I think they're going to take it this year. Um, Don, who do, you, who do you have? Man, I'm, for the sake of cards, I want the Bengals, Bro, and the Niners. Who's in the Niners? Trey Lance. Oh, Trey Lance. But he don't play. Is he the quarterback that sometimes? Well, that's the thing, though. Like people are, are gonna buy him with the. Because he'll be. It's a actually a good thing he has. A he'll be a Super Bowl champion. Because oh, his regardless. cards don't. You know what I mean? Is he a rookie? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. So, how's his value if he's not playing and they they go to the Super Bowl? It's just hype, the hype to it. You know what I mean? It'll go up because okay. of the potential. In the there may players. even be like, let's say they're in it and Jimmy makes a mistake and okay. fails, that might create more hype for him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my pick is I'm going for the Chiefs. 
to win it all. And I don't know, Chiefs and 49ers? Chiefs and 49ers. A repeat of the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah. Chiefs and 49ers, the Chiefs are going to demolish them. <laughs> How about you, Brian? How, what's your uh, pick? I was going to say the same thing. Pick a rematch. Was that 2018 Super Bowl? Yeah. 17, whatever it is. But I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs the way I saw them play tonight. Oh, yeah. Man, dude, seriously. Because I think the Bills were the second best team in, in this group of it's amazing playoff teams. Yeah, that was that game was insane. Everything you know follows the quarterback. That guy just man, he wills that team to win. It's amazing, bro. Dude, <laughs> that's what uh, Thomas was saying earlier. It's like he's running around. It's like yes, Tom Brady doesn't. He's not here no more. Or something, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's like trying to capitalize because he knows if he gets past this, like. Is there really anyone else that stands a chance? He had 13 seconds to drive down the field and get a in field goal range. 13 okay. seconds. And he did. Travis Kelsey, two <laughs> plays. He did two plays, yeah, two plays, 10 seconds. Yes. Right, 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 because then they kicked the field goal. Wow. Well, yeah, those are our Super Bowl picks for uh, coming up. Hopefully, one of us gets it right. But you guys have any? Go Chiefs. Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and listening to our very first what in person in person podcast. podcast. Thank man. you again to Thoma, Brian. Thank you. What a show, man! Us. What a show. And we actually had a musical yeah. number too. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> a first. Thanks, Not Brian. A good one, but. No, first box mojo. Or first podcast. First song. Dang. All of Texas. And you guys keep it up, man. This is awesome. What you guys are doing now. We would love to have you on, uh, like, more, like, follow-up, you know, just to yeah. spread, maybe even, like, a segment, e- e- even, on the podcast, like a 30-second drop or 30, half an, half an hour drop or something. No problem, man. Just depends on what time it is. Yeah. What do you guys usually do? We do all over the place. We're out of time. <clears throat> yeah, it's going time. Yeah, it'll be our time. About 7, Monday? 7 p.m.? Oh, I can do 7 p.m. Yeah, just come on. Maybe we can have a little segment be like, now stocks with Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give a little. Because there's a lot to learn in stocks, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. I think the hardest thing to do is just find the right company to invest in, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's so all you're doing. doing research, just, huh? You're just buying a piece of a company. That's it. Someone once said, like, if you just follow what the senators are picking, then you just go with that. <laughs> you know, whatever they're buying it up, just follow them. There's a website that actually does that, that shows oh, up. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so whatever they're buying and trading, it tells you. They That's tell wild. you the yeah. updates. But. The man likes to live in the rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, for those of you listening, Jake and I, we do have a, a our own little sub-podcast we're coming out with. Maybe we'll do an episode of that. It's just talking about rabbit holes and science and tech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, where we deep dive into just some, fun, some, oh, you uh, some fun topics that, you know, we're, we're not experts by any means, but we like to talk about all sorts of different different topics and, you know, truth-seeking. And I think uh, we talked about this before, but thought experiments, right? So being able to challenge yourself with maybe something you don't necessarily believe in, but 
you know, it's good to hear opinions that are different than yours and then kind of dive into the research behind it and, you know, just see what's out there. So I think uh, if you become too comfortable with just your own beliefs and only hear the same things over and over again, you're never going to improve. So that's really the point of our little side podcast there. Because uh, who dives in the alarms? <laughs> oh, so. Depends on the week. <laughs> Tune in to find out. For sure, for sure. And we'll actually label it differently. I don't know what the name of it is yet, but we'll just label it something. Thumbnail's coming soon, baby. <laughs> I just got to get the login, bro. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's been a great podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you all. This is fun. Thank you. Have a good night. How about them Chiefs? <laughs>